Hello, everybody. And we are past Halloween now, even though tonight is Devil's Night. But <laughs> tonight will technically be the 6th when this is posted. So we are past the Hallow's Eve stuff and on to a little bit of Remembrance Day. As well as, you know, politics. We got a lot. We got a big stockpile. Basically, I'm Alex. And that's Alex. And that's Mark. And I'm Mark. And we are... The, the Shot, Shot Pod. Pod. It's been like a long time since I heard this. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, yeah. We got it at the end. <laughs> it's been about a month or so since we got to do that. Cheers. I love that <laughs> intro, by the way. I always love the Shot Pod intro. Hmm. Written, performed, recorded, uh, mixed, mastered, and everything by 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 Mark Smith from Army Shot. Yeah, yeah, this guy. So yeah, um, hope you guys had a good Halloween. I hope um, you had some um, safe fun. I hope nobody got hit by cars, and you wore dark colors without reflectors, but still made yourself. If I see another Jeffrey known. Jeffrey Dahmer fucking Halloween costume, well, I mean, today we saw we saw uh, Wednesday, but like it looked like she the, was smoking a yeah, cigarette. She, she was like out of business Wednesday. Yeah, she looked like looked like she was just finished filming that scene or something. Just reminded me of the Ben yeah. Affleck outside with the cigarette. That look under that meme of him. <laughs> Fuck, I love that. Yeah. Oh, we've all been that one day, but um. We were yeah, we were driving around today and we saw this girl just up like Wednesday, but she was like she just looked like she's she was old. <laughs> it just it, it was funny. And then like I saw so many dudes dressed up like Jeffrey Dahmer, where I'm like, bro, you're not doing yourself any favors. You already look like a creepy fuck. And now you're gonna be like, I'm gonna be Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. It's like, bro, you fuck you've just fucked up. You've just it's not funny when you're doing it, when people were legitimately wondering if you eat people. Yeah. We don't want you to dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer. Um what else? What else? I uh, everybody I, was like, You're already a cannibalistic pervert and you're dressing up as a cannibalistic pervert. pervert. Are you sure this is the best message? It'd be like me dressing up like uh, like uh, like Kanye West for Halloween. Not to mention the blackface would be offensive. When, when, but let's say I did it anyway. They'd be like, oh, so a bipolar crazy right-wing Alex went out as bipolar crazy right-wing Kanye. Okay, all right. That makes sense. Like, it, nobody would be... It's a bad idea. Crazy people should have gone yeah. as another crazy person. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. so uh, the Wednesday thing was funny. What else have I seen that I thought was pretty funny? I saw some Buzz Lightyear... There was like this this older girl who was in her thirties, like on her way to work, and you could tell she just like threw the costume on. And like as she was walking up Simcoe Street, she was still stuffing her foot in the little boot. I think she worked at Tim Hortons <laughs> or something, and she just she was still getting it on while she was getting to work. And I was just laughing. I was like, oh, I don't miss working in like retail or working in the public where you would wear a costume. Like I, I'm a uniformed technician. Oh, man. I'm not so, wearing anything to wear. Man, when I when I worked at uh, Value Village, they used to go big on Halloween. That would be cool to and, do. And uh, and so we would get the Halloween in, and then we would like demo their their costumes in a fashion show in it and i fucking rocked i used fucking to, loved i could it. picture you doing <laughs> yeah. this now and all the plays are like oh god and there's yeah. Mark walking down the aisle stops left <laughs> right look at this cost this one is shit quality <laughs> what turns and walks up, comes back now this one yeah i could picture you been, being been just, dressed up as thor and like reaching out for, for the for hand and, and it's like it's not coming that's because i'm in a retail store and i don't want to break anything be careful, kids. We, we've got care. fragile. <laughs> <laughs> Fragile. Um, 
That's fucking funny. I did, I told you when I worked at Minix, I did the Kurt Cobain thing one yeah. day. So I yeah. went to work all day with a bullet in my head. That was kind of funny. Um, I liked, um, I saw a couple, uh, what do you call it? Um, I can't fucking, I saw a couple Dr. Robotniks. Oh, okay. Uh, the last couple, out at the bar last couple days, like short guys. I immediately, you win. Immediately, in my opinion, <laughs> you win. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But anyways, it was a cool Halloween. I got to go out to a couple bars and see some some people and stuff. Um, but I had a really fucked up week because uh, like the Halloween shit got overshadowed because a friend of mine killed himself. Yeah. So like, and he was part of our little karaoke group. Um, he was, you know, the people to go out and do what we do where we go out to back in the day we used to go downtown, but I think a lot of us have kind of grown out of going to downtown just because those bars are getting downtownish. Yeah. <laughs> They're full of fucking people that nobody wants to talk to anymore. So now we go to the North end bars, you know, we go to Hardy John's and we go to players bench and we go to, we used to go to the boulevard before all those people got shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now nobody yeah. goes there. Like we, uh, we kind of stick to the North end. So I went and we popped out to Hardy John's and all that stuff, but we all met at the players bench there on Thursday night. Cause we all found out Vince, I guess he hung himself, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Like nobody really knows, but, uh, some of my friends, like, it's just one of those weird things that like, nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody in my little friends group wants to talk about it. So, I, I'll talk about it. I have to talk about it. It's the only way I'm going to be able to deal with it. I have a very uncomfortable relationship with suicide. Yeah. Because I don't think it's bad. And that's when everybody stops listening right there. Like, I mean, we're talking about a dude who's had, like, this is one of my best friends. This is the guy that used to drive, he drives me to work. Like, that new job I just got, and I was like, hey, this job's really difficult because I have to get out to these cities that I don't, I don't know, I'm not driving right now. Yeah. Like, he, him and my other buddy, like, they're these two two buddies of mine that are good friends of mine, uh, were like, yeah, we got you. Like, we're your guys, you know? I'll drive you day, day one, two, and three, and he can drive you days three, four, and five, or whatever, and, yeah. and we'll figure it out. So, like, we talked in the morning, um... About a lot of shit, and you know, like I kind of saw uh, him get a bit recluse and not go out as much. But I'm in the same boat because I'm working. I've been out working, and I'm just trying to save yeah. money and not waste it on booze and waste it on going out and staying out too late. And I also don't like the headaches the next day and then waking up at two in the afternoon the next day. I'm tired of it. So you know, we we haven't been going out and doing that as much because we're both working. But the thing that got to me with with Vince is that all he talked about for the last few months was this, this like struggle that we're all talking about with like, I can't figure out my mortgage, you know, like we were talking about how they, yeah. Justin just okayed um, mortgage rates going up to what? 18% is it? Was it 18% or even more than that in the next four years? Either way, he had calculated that his mortgage would go up $800 in yeah. the next year. And I mean, we're talking, this is a guy that was driving me to work for extra cash so he could afford to eat that week. Like we were all struggling. I just remember, and not everybody wants to talk about that. Like not everybody wants to just be like, hey, hi, all my, my friends. Wait, I, wait, wait, I'm wait, financially wait. struggling. Remember, it's struggle. It's this. Yes. Fucking Jesus. No, <laughs> That's we, haven't, a callback, we haven't said it in a while. We had a whole uh, episode called the struggle, but yeah. it is the struggle. But that was me and Vince. That was our big topic was the struggle. And it sucks because it won. With him. Yeah. I don't know if it was, maybe there's more than that. I know there was family stuff. I know him and his family were tight, but squabbly. You know, like they, they were, they had money and people that have money hate giving their kids money. So, you know what I mean? So I know there was like family issues with that shit where he was just like, he just, his brother just got married 
like a month ago. And that's the, all the pictures everybody's posting online are of him all done up in the suit at the wedding less yeah. than a month ago. Like, like it was a big deal. It was so strange how much I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And I'm telling you, and it's like I said, Vince doesn't have kids. Vince doesn't have a wife. Vince was in his 40s. He was like just a, old, like a little older than you. And, you know, he's a single guy. And for somebody with like that, that has a, owns an apartment and, and, and is, is, is that type of person. Like he was, yeah, Vince was the guy in last December when I was like homeless. Like when my, I had a meth head landlord that destroyed all my shit and I ended up in the fucking streets and I slept on my mom's floor. Vince is the one that came and got me and picked me up when I was having a complete bipolar fucking attack. And the people at the building I was staying at called the cops and were like, this guy's going fuck crazy. Like someone's got to come get him. So Vince got in his car, picked up my mom, drove out and picked me up. And got my help me get my shit together. You know what I mean? Like when I Vince was always the guy to go get everyone else and say if they were okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was he was always that guy. So it's just weird to think about him going, okay, I'm done. I'm checking out. I'm, I just it's very strange. So but there's so I want to say there's there's a, everybody has a threshold. I exactly and, and, and with the struggle and everything that goes on and every other aspect of your life it just leads up and like even i'm like i'm i'm not gonna say that i'm going down uh, a bad road de depressing wise but like i'm getting there anger wise like yeah, I, I have understand what you i mean. have a lot of shit that that i'm just gonna be like holy fuck when i get to my notes and it's uh, gonna blow up yeah like there's a like i'm gonna sound like fucking alex <laughs> in every other episode <laughs> we're gonna switch roles today because i'm quiet and sad <laughs> no, it's, um, it is, it's, it, everyone's threshold is different. And like, it's, it's pissed. Like I'm with you on the anger because I am so much mixed emotion with this death of this guy who's my age. Now here's another story. This is a, my mom told me about this one. So my mom's old friend from back in the day, he's in his fifties, I guess like my mom is, he owns a house and I think he's in Bowmanville or something. So anyways, he moved to this house and his next door neighbor and him got along really well. They just became really good friends and they finished each other's decks together. They've worked on each other's houses. They, they renovate together. Yeah. They drink together. They're, they're homies. This is a 37 year old man with a pretty hot wife and two kids. Uh, Monday that just went by, he dropped his one kid off at hockey practice and went home and put the hockey equipment away and hung himself in the garage while he was putting the equipment away his wife found him when she went to go get him for dinner yeah yeah 37 like this is so th this is why i'm getting mixed emotions because i'm like it doesn't make sense so crazy right-wing alex starts grasping at straws maybe it's not that my friend checked out maybe it's the poke you know it's is is this poke they've been taught they've been fucking around with psychotropic drugs and influencing people with long-term effects for since the Nazis in the fifties. So it's 75 years later. I'm not convinced there isn't something in this poke that like a lot of people are either dying of SADS, but now we're seeing a, an abundance of middle-class people who aren't mentally ill and who aren't troubled yeah. killing themselves. That's what, and Vince is one of them. Vince was mentally ill. Vince wasn't a very troubled guy. He was a pretty cool dude. We all have bad thoughts. Me and Vince have had talks that were dark, but I never put him on my worry list ever, ever in a million years would I have ever thought that. And I don't think anybody thought Mr. 37-year-old with a wife and kids was on their list. Like, and I'm seeing it, if that's just, just my group. This is just my little group. This is just my little life. And yeah. now I've got f more friends 
with the now my whole friends group has this story of Vince of why did this happen? Was it really the squeeze of our country? So here's where I get mad. Is it conspiracy crazy? Was it like something uncontrolled that, 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 that had nothing to do with him? You know what I mean? That pisses me off. Right off the bat, I'm mad about that. That's disgusting. You're yeah. pumping us full of fucking shit that makes us want to kill ourselves. Motherfucker, when we figure it out, you better have fucking high walls around that fortress. Government of Canada or whichever government it is we're talking. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Fauci, whichever, whoever it was, whatever, you know what I mean? If we ever managed to figure out that you were like fucking with like psychotropic effects in this vax, like we're coming for you. I'm just, just saying. So that pisses me off. But that's crazy. Let's back it up and just pretend my friend checked out. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just, let's make it more simple. Vince was done. The fact that we spent every day in that car on the way out to my work talking about the mortgage shit and Trudeau and inflation and groceries and the fact, well, him and I used to go to see movies on Tuesdays and only Tuesdays. Yeah. Do you know why? Because that's the only night we could afford. Yeah. It was the only night that Vince and I were like, we could spend $8 each and go see Batman. Yeah. We could spend $8 each and go see Sonic. We could spend $8. Like, so we would that be, instead of going out to the bar and drinking with our friends, we started going to see movies because it was he's more affordable. Yeah. If you went on the one day, like fuck man. Like if he did legit check out because he was just done with this struggle, that pisses me off well, too. Where the fuck is the relief in well, this country I, for the people with this same struggle? What I, what I will add to this too. You also said that he was single, right? Yeah. Single so, dude. So here, here's another thing too. The the state of the world is so ugly right now that if you are alone and you're you're listening to all this shit about division and yes. and uh, and just be, you feel singled out even though there's a, a large group of people that yeah feel the you can same have way. a lot yeah and that that's that's part of the reason you can feel alone regardless yeah and and that's uh, one of the things that I like that we talk about on the podcast and that's what I'm saying like we're relatable is because yeah we're venting we're pouring shit out and then anybody who listens like yeah okay I'm not alone and that's what I really want to get across it's kind of weird you say that because I didn't even think about this this is this is hitting me totally new but yeah this podcast's main original purpose. I mean, it's become more for us and maybe for listeners, but definitely more for us was to be relatable so that when, cause we started this a year ago when COVID was full fledged, we were in our third lockdown yeah. and we were like, let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about uh, horror movies. Let's talk about star Wars. Let's talk about, you know, uh, sports. Let's talk about, um, you know, our parents as, but then one of the, because big, it was something to focus on other than COVID. But yes. But one of the big things with you is, is when you get to the part now, I want to talk about why I'm angry. And then yeah. other people, other people listening could be like, okay, this is going to be good. That was the the point of, of, of let's vent. Let's let Alex kind of go off. Yeah. It might not always be right. But it, he's got, it's, it, if anybody, even if you go, I don't agree with anything he said, but it's somebody else with crazy thoughts, you know, that's frustrated with them. I can relate to that. Like yeah. I, we could be relatable without you even relating to the topic. Just the fact that we're off about something related to the world and how it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's just the cost of food. Maybe we're just talking about how we're struggling to feed our kids. Yeah. You know, and you're like me too, you yeah. know, like, and I, and, and I, and this, what this hits me really hard is like Vince was our target audience. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see, I posted on Facebook less than a month ago. It was just a picture of a screen of a car. And I said, I love when I get in my friend's cars and they're listening to the shot pod. Yeah. That was Vince. Yeah. That was him. I got in the car and he was listening to episode 36. Yeah. Or yeah, 36 or something. And he was like, oh, I'm behind, but I'm going to catch up. I was just checking this and that out. Yeah. Like, so I, I he, wanna... he was the target. Audience. So I'm just, once again, me and Mark want to reiterate. Like, we're not in this alone, man. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I want to I want to throw this out there and if anybody else is is feeling down, feeling alone, feeling isolated, uh, just feeling frustrated, whether you're feeling uh, lonely because you don't have that companionship and uh, your work-to-life ratio isn't isn't great. And a lot or, of people's work-to-life ratio, including your own, yes. is is it can be a fucking 75, 25 bulls, bunch of shit. Yeah. And that sucks. I feel for you people. So, so what I want to say is if you feel like you don't want to talk to anybody that you know, but you want to talk to somebody else that you've been able to relate to and you you listen to us gab and gab and gab all about it, shoot a message to the shop pod yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, hit us up with an email, info at the There's a million ways to get a hold of us. Yeah. And we're I'm Alex Cobbin on Facebook, Mark Smith on Facebook. You can always just DM us if you know us. A lot of people who listen do. Yeah. You know, that's always an option too. But you could also just like I get them in Instagram shot pod and I get them on the Facebook shot pod. I'll get I have to switch profiles. But you've, yeah. you've switched profiles into somebody going, Hey, I loved that you talked about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Could you talk about we maybe had that one person that was like, Hey, talk about, you know, uh, sitcoms, like yeah. funny sitcom uh, Halloween specials and then we so we did, you know, like but that it goes for serious shit too. Like I'd rather I know it's corny, but it's like that whole I'd rather listen to your story than your uh, obituary. Your obituary. But then this is where I, I have to backtrack. This is where I get into the weird zone where like, I, th- I think it takes immense balls to finish that job. Uh, you ever tried? You ever been there? I mean, oh, this yeah, is a, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I was talking with the girl and a few other friends of mine the other day, and I was like, do you remember being there? Do you remember what it was like? What'd you try to do? And then, you know, maybe you tried to take some pills. Maybe you took a lot of pills. Um, that's what my ex-girlfriend did. The one that this past new year's that I, I thought she was all fucked up on Xanax and nobody thought she was going to make it. She took like 25 Xanax yeah. at once like that. It's that's fucked up. So, you know, that was that, that was her checkout way or try way to try. Um, you can drive your car real fucking quick on the road. You know what I mean? Take seatbelt off and go, well, here we go. Yeah. You know, you could, whatever. Maybe you're a news guy. Maybe you, I don't know how to tie well, news. Well, let's not uh, All I'm tips. saying is, all I'm saying is, is like, there's all these options. And if you remember the moment when you were in, in that, like, we're, we're here still. You failed. Bottom line is, is that I didn't, I didn't work. Mine didn't work. Neither did yours or we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. That makes us failures. We have failed at that thing. And a lot of, and that is a good thing. Yeah. Like failure is supposed to be bad, but that failure is a win. Now here's where I get, it gets weird because I think if you get through to the other side, like if you, you manage it, like, I think that's just a strength that I don't have. Yeah. He's stronger than me because he said, I'm done. And he left. I, I, I and that's, that is a, uh, is that a horrible thing to say? That's how I deal with well, this. Yes. That is yes, how yes. I deal with this though, yeah. because it's just like, okay, I've been there. I've wanted to check it out and I, and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it. I thought about maybe mom and maybe the sister, maybe, I don't know, somebody, I thought, I thought about something, something caught me and made me go, I can't do it. Yeah. And he didn't have that. That's got to be the the hardest thing you will ever do in your life is to say this thing doesn't matter right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make take the next step anyway. But that's got to be I can't picture anything. When you, What's harder than that? When you get to that point, not only is it harder to follow through, but yeah. it's also harder to think about reaching out. Who are you gonna well, reach I, out to is, when this, you're when you're that low? This is why I've just skipped over that topic at all because I know and as much as I will preach reach out as much as as, as the next guy. I know that in those moments, that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, I, I yeah. know about disassociating is part of depression. It's part of part of the suicide. It's part of 
the part of your brain that shuts down when you decide you're done. It's yeah. it's a chemical thing. Like you, I'm a very big, you know, as a mentally ill person, we're always talking about why. What makes me separate from you? The difference between me and you is that in my formiglia, when shit gets fucking stressful, I have thick nerve endings and less of them, and they have more electricity in them. And that's why I'm crazy, because I can bottle that electricity up and make quick decisions. That's why I'm also very good at music yeah. and jamming and improv and lying and coming up with bullshit in the moment and, and just improv. Just, oh, this happened. Oh, I'm going to do this. And there we go. Everything's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that that ability to bounce off of bad shit in life comes from the bipolar. It comes from the nerves. And to me, to any other person, it might look like a personality or an upbringing, but I see the science and I respect it. And I and it's the same thing with only time, <laughs> only time I've ever done that in the whole history of Shotpot. It's the first time you got the the unit. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's fucking up now. All this time later, right? <laughs> okay. okay. So it's it's a. I have this. It's I don't know. I wouldn't call it respect. I just have this weird. Like I almost look up to some, which is not to say that I think everybody who's sad should kill themselves. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is if you are so fucking dedicated to checking out that you can get through to the other side of probably one of the hardest things anybody will do, the shaking, the crying, the 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 breathing, the panic attack, the whatever, you know what I mean? It happens when you're, you're going, I'm done, I'm out, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? Like if you can get through to the other side of that and pull it through, like I don't know who the rest of us are to tell you you made the wrong decision. Now, if you had kids... I'm not a fan of people leaving their kids okay, behind so, without moms and dads. So, but I'm also not a fan of people leaving their brothers, sisters, moms, like all the, and their friends. I, I I don't like it, but it's it's our problem. He he's done. He's gone. Yeah. He he, fin- he did what he had to do. We're just left here yeah. to deal with the the aftermath. So does that make him selfish, or are we selfish because we wanted him to to shut up and stay and deal with it anyway? Well, how how are we any less selfish by wanting that from him than he is by it's, saying it's, fuck you guys I'm out? It's not that's a matter, my argument. It's not a matter of being selfish. It's everybody struggles. Everybody has a life to to contend with. And everyone's just, got a different head to fight. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so my friend Jessica, she uh, yeah, you get a real a few of these that are really close too. Yeah, my friend. But Je- you handle this stuff differently. So than my I friend do. Jessica used to turn to me when she was upset because she knew that I could get her laughing, get her smiling, yes. take her mind off. I'm that guy and for that, a lot of people yeah. too. So, so that was great. And then, but what happens is sometimes if you enter into a relationship, when you end, end up in a relationship, you end up not seeing your friends. And when you don't see your friends, especially because of a jealous partner mm-hmm. and you have nowhere to go, then you might find yourself checking out. And yeah. that's, and that's essentially what, what happened. What happened. And then like, she I, didn't I, want to message you yeah, because she I didn't want to get ridiculed. Yeah, I took that really hard because I I was her go-to, and, and in the did end, did you think you should have done more, or were you just? Oh matched? yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could have done more, and uh, and then seeing after she was gone, uh, her family just line up her Facebook wall with your husband was trash. I can't believe that you did this because of him. I can't believe that he made you do this. He he was a bad yeah. bad guy. That's a that. that's a dirty situation when yeah. there's somebody like I have another friend of mine. Uh, I won't mention any names because this is this is this is dirt. This is some shit. Um, but his mom passed away just about a year ago, yeah. about a year ago this October, uh, and it was an overdose situation. And the person that she would do this partying with that was a significant other of of the type, like he wants to fucking kill that guy. Yeah, and I don't blame him. 
And it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's like everybody in our group of people that, that, that are around this, this guy, you know, they're all very supportive of him. And, and when he's in a bad spot, I'm very bad at saying, don't go kill him. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. The same way I would with like, I'm sure you felt the same way. I want to go fucking murder that guy. So fucking bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's you taking the situation with your friend who's decided to check out and taking it and focusing it on something. Yes. I, what do you So so that's what I was going to say next. Yes. Is uh is if you find yourself in that bad spot, sometimes you just need to reach out because if you don't have a hobby, but say a hobby could bring you out of it, you can talk to somebody and be like, "Oh, so what did you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to yeah. learn this? How about you take the time to learn this? I'll even help you. I'll come along with you and learn it." And it just it's just something to pick you back up out of that gutter. It's happened to me a few times. I remember um when Blake and I started my got our businesses started there in 2018, I was in a horribly depressive rut, and I think he was before he started his shit too. And we we were, yeah, we were, you know we kind of reached out to each other and we're like, he's like, I don't know how to fix cars. Why don't you just show me, and then I'll, I'll I've got the vehicle. I can get us around. Do you want to learn how to cut wood and build some decks? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to learn how to do that. You know, I'm bad with my with woodwork. Um, I'm good with my wrenches and bad with wood. And and we. I think we took our our sadness and really um, focused on each other with it and made it something good. It yeah. is, I've, I've I've been there before, so it is it is something possible, and it doesn't have to be something like that. It can be something as simple as, "Hey, do you want to go to start going to yoga?" You know what I mean? Like as first, you know, some friend of mine was like, "Oh, I'd like to start going to yeah. yoga." It'd be something. It might help me stay calm. Like I had another friend of mine used to go to these things where they get in a big water. They go to these like. I don't know, these wellness clinics where they put you in like a big vat of water yeah. and you just like float for like a 45 minutes to now and it's like some kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I know there's chemicals in the water, there's music playing. It's, but, a, it's a whole thing. And they tried to get me to kind of tag along and it wasn't my thing. But I, I respect that, that that's something you want to go out and do. Yeah. Like anything or learn how to play guitar or, or just start going for walks. Just every day get up and walk from here yeah. to here. Like something to help something to get the endorphins something to help change your mood as well uh sometimes are comfort shows so for me if i'm feeling really down for me uh i've talked about it tons of times is the office and the, the reason why uh i i picked it's the office so good is because it's very relatable in the sense that it has very real scenarios of people going through the bullshit and they still turn it around so even on uh the office ladies podcast they talked about uh, a specific episode and it, it had to do uh with uh, the Italian insurance salesman Grotti, and and they they were saying why they didn't like that was because that was more uh, fantasy than it was realism. Whereas mm. most of the ep other episodes were like realistic shit that would actually yeah. happen. Like all all the cringe moments and shit are like just moments that can happen we, in, in real. The life. reason they're so funny is because we've all been there. Yeah. We've all had our boss go. Well, I'm pretty damn good at my job. And everyone in the room's like, no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> Like, exactly. that's why the show was so fucking good. That's the basic, basic, basic relatable moment of The Office. Yeah. And then they just run with that moment. Yeah. And and so, like, a, a good example of what I'm talking about in, in The Office is when Michael Scott starts his relationship up with Holly. And then... Oh, I love, the, and then, I love their relationship. And then the manager, uh, sorry, the, uh, the CFO, David Wallace, sees it. And he ships, or, or he sends Holly, Holly, Holly back to Nashua. And then later on in the episode, you hear Michael almost crying, talking to him like, you sent Holly away, and that was a very sucky thing for you to do. I can't believe you did that to me. And then he ends up quitting his job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Now, the un unrealistic part about The Office is how many goddamn times Michael gets his job back when he decides <laughs> to say fuck you. That doesn't happen in real life. But I love that they do that, that they show... 
There, that's one of the things I really liked about that show because the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company is a heartless cunt and it doesn't care about your weekends or your children or your hobbies or your aspiring New York art school or any of that or your, your girlfriend that works in HR. They don't give a fuck. They're, they're a real company. Well, they're not a real company. I was saying yeah. in the show, yeah. they're a real company and, 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 and the, the, they, there's consequences for fucking with them and there's you know consequences for, for fucking around in the warehouse or whatever it is. Like yeah. it, I like that they do give... The Office, I highly recommend it. Mark's 100% right. If you're, if you're depressed, you're having a bad time, you know, the, the Office can be... Also, it can be, for me, heartbreak. A, yeah. a bad a breakup or, or you know, a girl really hurt me. I can watch that show and watch Jim and Pam and I can watch uh, Rain Wilson and Angela. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dwight and Angela. I can watch the, the little... And Holly and Mike and all that shit and... And Jan and Mike, which is very fun to watch for toxic. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know what a toxic relationship you shouldn't be in is like, that's fun to watch. But again, again, that's but I'm just saying like a toxic relationship. Everyone's also been in that. A very we've all, realistic We've all thing. been in the Jan Michael. Yeah. Fuck Jesus, that was me and my wife. I yeah. swear to God. So again, you see somebody so much of myself rock bottom in, in the show and then eventually make Come it out, out on top. Yeah. And for me, that show is just such a great for heartbreak. It, it can be great for depression too, just because of that. You know, I like the camaraderie in the office between you know Kevin and all that, and, and the shit talking between yeah. the the departments. You know, it, it kind of makes you remind you. You know, at the end of the day, they also love each other, even though they all talk shit. Yeah, I love the office for that. Um, I'm, I'll give another one too. Speaking of mental illness, a big one for me is House. I just started House again. Yeah, after Vince did what he did. Um. I wasn't gonna, I, I had my prime account and I was like, I kept seeing it. And I was like, I watched, I watched a full five seasons in 2018. I think I took a walkthrough. Um, I, I watch house a lot because house is a narcissistic, evil, mean spirited dude who is smarter than everyone he works with. And that's me. I feel very related to him. I feel very narcissistic in a lot of my thought processes. I don't feel like I'm a narcissistic person, but I feel like my thoughts get there and yeah. I have to check them. I go, Hey, there's the narcissist Alex again. Calm down. He, you know, he's probably the guy who's telling me the suicide's okay. And then people want to check out or entitled to do it. He's probably that guy. Maybe he, I don't know. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying like, there's a part of me that's always like given saying that thing that nobody wants to hear. Yeah. And so, you know, I watch house and it gives me that hope, you know, by the end of the show, when he tries to just do better, like he's always trying to do better. You know, he also loves drugs. He yeah. loves drugs to feel better. And I love drugs to feel better. I well, smoke there, weed to feel better. A... And I, I like to have a drink now and then. And, you know, like I, I find so much about that relatable. So I'm, I would throw house out there. Well, as something to relate to, although it's a doctor show, the in-between stuff is very good for mentally ill people. Here's, to relate uh, here's to. A, a kind of, uh, I don't know even how to describe the story. Okay, so for a while in my teens, like my my sister and I have talked about uh, tons of times how we don't have the greatest relationship. We're brother and sister, and and when push comes to shove, we know that. And then if she's down, I'll help her. If I'm down, she she definitely tries to help me. Okay, but uh, but in the in the my late teens, it w it was really tough because she was really trying to like flood my life and be friends with my friends and all this stuff, right? And uh, and she's younger. Yeah, she's two years younger. And at this time, she uh, she ended up going into this uh, depressive slump where she would black out. And when she blacked out, she would slit her wrist. She didn't, oh. she didn't know she was doing that. And she would wake up with her sheets covered in blood and oh. all that. So she had to be checked into uh, Ontario Shores there, Whippy oh, Shores. Oh, I thought she was going to go to Three Main there in the Oshawa General Hospital. No, so, so she was checked into to Whippy Shores. And uh, she was there for... for I don't know, a couple nights, but either way, it was still hard for me. And yeah. my, my mom didn't even 
like realize the toll it took on me. And then uh, until one time we were driving somewhere, my mom, she was talking to me about something and it started flipping out and I was like punching the dash and the door and shit. Oh, She's like, what's going on? Told an Alex. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just losing my shit over Shannon. Like you'd think I don't care, but I do. Yeah. And it, it like, it's, it's hard. So, I mean, that's why I was saying like, it's not just a matter of reaching out. Sometimes you need to reach out just to try to find a distraction. And if you can't find a distraction when you're down, that person that that you're reaching out to might be able to help you along and thinking, okay, let's get you out of this mindset by doing this or by doing this or we're going out and we're going to do this or we're going to. And here's the other thing too. It's easy to be like that. that that's, I think that's also part of why people don't reach out too is because like, well, now I'm going to have to do stuff. Now I'm going to have to make a change. I don't, I like to be sad right now. It's easy to be sad. If I reach out to Mark or if I reach out to my friend or my sister or my mom, then they're going to say something like, well, why don't we go do something? Why don't we start a hobby? Why don't we this? Why don't we that? Why don't we, why don't we, why don't we? They're going to do all that shit. And maybe you don't want that. So that's the other thing too, is that like, I'm always really honest when I'm reaching out. When I'm in a bad spot, I'll reach out to somebody. I don't want to, I'm, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not doing, don't, don't fucking rush over here. Don't start wellness check. But I'm just saying, this is what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not feeling the best. Do you want to, you know, maybe come over. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like I've, that's how I've always kind of, I've had people do that. I've had my friend Sarah and a few other people that are like, like I'm, I'm really not in a good spot and I'm home. And I'll just go over and say, I'm okay. I'm on the way. Like, cause I don't expect everybody to just fucking leave their house for you yeah. you know what i mean so anyways i don't want to dwell it's about a half hour we've talked about this but this has been a big big thing for me this week it was just weird i have never had somebody this close to me kill themselves yeah. in my life i've had people kill themselves that i know i've had people in my fucking family pass away but it's just not the same yeah. this was very vince drove me home he picked my mom up and drove me home wednesday last week and that was when the last time i saw him and then we talked on the weekend on saturday and sunday and then by when, by Tuesday, people were messaging me wondering where he was. And by Wednesday, we all knew what was up. That whole situation is just still weird for me. Yeah. I've cried a little bit, but mostly because other people came over and started crying I, on me. I don't process thing, this shit well. I, I just, it's weird for me to just fucking. One thing I want to say that uh, is even kind of it. admirable is the amount of people. So uh, I've mentioned before being in a bad spot and reaching out on Facebook to like, I need help. Mm. I'm sad. I'm in a bad way. I need help. And having somebody chime in saying, oh, you're just fucking looking for attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're just being an attention whore. It's like, I'm in a bad spot. I'm going to hurt you later. <laughs> Honestly, if you're one of those people on Facebook that's like the troll on people's feed when they're like, I'm not in a good place, like, fuck right. Like, I don't, I, even if it is, like, I have friends that do that. They're yeah. like, I'm not in a good spot. And it's like, well, that's the fourth time you posted that this month. Get the fuck, get your shit together. Get your house in order then. Maybe it's a little bit of you problems. You know what I mean? And not just everybody else. But don't, even then, when I'm thinking that, I just think it. Yeah. It's just like when you see some, uh, maybe a girl that's kind of chunky post a pic about, hey, look, I thought I looked cute and I wore this outfit and blah, blah. Don't be like, you stupid fat bitch, eat a salad. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just move on. Go all that. Say it out loud to yourself. That would Say, be. Hey, bitch, you need a salad. And then keep scrolling. Keep th it to that, yourself. That would be another situation where it's not okay to respond, okay, 
Yeah, right. I'm, not, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a little fucking sinister or bad, but, like, in a situation where someone's hurting like that or someone's posting about how they feel good about themselves or maybe they post, I hate when people post nerd shit. Here's my Mega Man collection. I have all these these toys that I've collected. So I was like, Whoa, you're a fucking faggot and don't know what a pussy looks like. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I posted my fucking Mega Man collection in a Mega Man group with Mega Man fans and this fucking asshole has to tell me I'm... I'm going to fuck his mother and I'm going to send him the fucking tape and I'm going to let off all over his mom's face and send him the tape. That's how angry it makes me. Like, don't do that. Don't be that guy. Yeah. And same thing. Like, I've seen this a lot with like girls that are just not a supermodel posting them in the Halloween costume or maybe and maybe it's cute and, and then someone's saying something and I'm like, dude, she actually looks pretty cute. You're just being fucking dick. Yeah. Like, I can't stand that shit and I don't think that was ever I do, a I do. factor with my buddy. I don't think that was a thing but I'm just saying like that shit online is gotta go. That's yeah. part of what makes society, that's a part of what makes us horrible. I do, I do catch myself uh, almost about to and then I don't. So, I've mentioned tons of times and for anybody who knows me, they, they, they know I hate like uh, the duck face fucking pictures, yes! the photo faces, can't stand it. But yes. I, uh, but I do have a couple people on my feed that will fucking that will po- do post a picture, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sit. No, I'm not. It's Don't, their it's just, their fucking page. They're doing them, it. Just let them. Let just let them do have it. it. Yeah. And and it's uh it's as I always say, you do you. So if if you're doing something that makes you feel good, do it. Just as long as as it's not affecting somebody else's life. Now I'm gonna be real with you though. I am a big fan of calling out that person in person. So I'll be real. I have a friend who does the duck face in a lot of her pictures online. And she's not an ugly girl by any means. I don't think she needs to do the duck face. So she's over at my friend's place and we're all doing karaoke there. It was a COVID time. We weren't allowed to go out. So she's like, yeah, everybody come to my house and we'll do COVID here. Because that's what we did. We didn't just fucking stay home and stay safe. We got together and we sang at each other's houses anyway. Ah, Words out. Sorry, government. We didn't adhere. What are you going to do about it? Two years later, fuck off. Anyway, so we're over at my friend's house. We're singing, having fun, breaking the law. Yeah. And I looked at her flat out and I went, can I be honest with you? You got to stop doing the duck face. And the whole room went quiet. And I was like, honestly, like you always post up a line. And I said, I'm not going to say anything on Facebook because I'm sure everybody would eat me alive and it's mean. But I'll tell you right to your face, stop doing it. You look stupid and you're pretty enough to get away without it. And I swear to fucking God, she stopped doing it. She posted, maybe she's done a couple here and there. I told my sister Samantha too. Samantha, quit doing the duck face, you stupid little bitch. And she you stopped. You for a little bit of a Bill Burr accent right there. Quit doing the duck face. Quit doing the fucking duck face. Fuck, get out of here. You fucking retarded. You look fucking retarded. Not retarded because that's offensive. <laughs> you look retarded. No, but and they and, and I swear to God. And then she's like, okay, she kind of changed what she did a little bit. And I'm like, see, look at and how many more likes? So yeah. many more likes. Yeah. And nobody. And then that one asshole that's like, your duck face looks stupid. He can't say anything because he he's got nothing. Yeah. So anyways, um, this, I, that, so what I'm saying is, is like, if you're gonna shit on someone online, think about that. Say, hey, maybe instead of posting in the comments that I think you look this or that, grow a set of fucking balls. And meet up with them at the bar or see at the next time you see them with your friends and say to their face, I think you look like this. And I'm not kidding. You will check your fucking shit so much quicker because you'll be like, I don't really want to say that. I don't really want to go up to Mark and say, Mark, look fat in that shirt because that's kind of mean. All of a sudden, your conscience will kick in a lot faster when you're face to face with that person. So easy to sit there and run in the comment section and say, oh, your belly's hanging out or whatever the fuck asshole you want to say. Nice lips, asshole. Your collection is gay. Whatever. 
It's so easy to do that in the moment. If you think to yourself and check it and say, oh, next time I see so-and-so at darts, I see that guy at darts every once a month. Yeah. I'm going to shit on him for his Mega Man collection. For, I bet you'll shut up. For me, uh, it, it was always about uh, drawing on your eyebrows. And I, I couldn't. Okay. Fucking, I I couldn't, there's I couldn't. another thing. Are we just shitting on all the stuff women do to be, to be pretty? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So, so what Sorry, it, so, ladies, but you're trying too hard. So, yes, no, I not, will, I will share memes about drawing on your eyebrows. I won't comment on anybody's page specifically. Some uh, girls do but, it really well. But there was uh, probably one of the last. Tamara, are your eyebrows real? Yeah. Yeah, they're very so real. So probably one of the last shows I played as uh, a thousand words, uh, this this girl that I knew was there, and she had she like completely draws on her eyebrows, and she came up to me. She's like, "Do you think I'm hot?" And I'm like, "If you grew your eyebrows in, you might stand a chance, but they're oh, just <laughs> wow, wow." She asked, "Yeah." She walked into it. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I don't like the drawn on eyebrow. I think a lot. And I think it's a thing too, is you and I have a similar taste in very natural looking women. Yeah. We don't want a girl that's like, it's gotta be straight hair face or I don't leave. You know, Tamara does herself up and looks fantastic. But I've seen Tamara in a pair of pajamas and hung over and sick and she's still pretty. She's still pulling off, right? So like you like that natural beauty of it. And I was, my wife was very, was very much the same way right up to the girl I'm with now. Roll over out of bed with her hair a mess and still be hotter than 90% of them. We like that, right? <laughs> and the drawing on eyebrows in the morning, you look like yeah. you look like Casper. Yeah, that's yeah. not my fault. But you do. You look like Casper just rolled over. Yeah, shit. Yeah. I I mean, for for me, I've had so many bad experiences with the makeup. Like when you wear a black wife beater and you're cuddling with a, a girl, and she she gets up, but her face is still, still somehow on your, on your chest. <laughs> It's traumatizing. I never it's, tra it's like how much foundation did you actually? I will. Use today? I'll admit the foundation can get. It's a, and it's not good for you. Like it actually, if you've got a poor problem, yeah. using extra foundation will only make it worse. Am I not? Am I not correct to say it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like okay, I, I hate baiting everybody out, but like the girl I'm with now, <laughs> it's like well, like like it's she, she got that thing in the cheeks, you know, the deep pore thing in the cheeks. Instead of laying a fucking 45 pounds foundation on, she just cleans a lot. <laughs> I'm going to wash my face a lot it's because I have these pores on the cheek. I got to I gotta check this thing, right? She knows she's pretty enough to pull it off. She doesn't care. You know what I mean? You got to just know what you're good at and go with it. Yeah. Your eyebrows are not important enough. They're, I don't think any woman's eyebrows are important enough to cut off and draw them back on. I yeah. just don't. I mean, I understand using filler because some women have like really thin. Yeah, eyebrows. if you are if you're a okay. if you're a blonde or a redhead with almost non-existent white see see through, then yeah, I draw. I'm not. No one's shitting on but, you. For but makeup. if you're shaving them off and then fucking no no, I draw. I like and then drawing them, them off, drawing yes. them like a like a Charlie Brown cartoon too, yeah. where there's like zigzags and stuff. It's kind of fun. No, so when I when I worked at Walmart, so this was years ago. There was this girl there that drew her eyebrows on, and they there were not straight so i was like your your eyebrows are crooked and, and i got a shot in the chest i was like i thought i was doing you a favor i didn't now you know now so you, you can know. go fix them <laughs> unless you're trying to like unless no, you gotta you're trying to look, look on look, mark's face unless you're trying to look like the rock with the people's eyebrow all the time you should go fix it wouldn't that be funny though if customers were just like excuse me oh never mind i smell what the rock's cooking <laughs> yeah. and then they just walk away <laughs> I, I smell it i smell what the rock's cooking i don't want to catch the people's elbow i'll be back later hey, I just, uh, <laughs> what? and she's just yeah. like what what were you saying <laughs> i just want to get so you confused 
I just wanted to get your opinion. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you think about it. <laughs> Did you see there's footage of somebody catching the rock doing that? It was like a cra- little skinny guy like me. Like, <laughs> hi, yeah. Dwayne. Hi. Um, I wanted to know what you thought about this. And he was, uh, and he goes, it doesn't matter what you think about this. And Dwayne Johnson like, <laughs> that's really cool. But no, but seriously, what are you, whatever. And the guy starts to answer and he goes, it doesn't matter. Like in the angry rock boys. And the guy just goes like, like his face is back like I, he did it he did like he was so flattered right it was fun for him to do it to the rock but when the rock did it back loud yeah. doesn't matter like he yelled at him right the whole fucking room was like whoa it was fucking oh dude Dwayne Johnson is hilarious like I'll give him that yeah. I'm convinced he's gay convinced he just doesn't want to tell everybody I, I'm so convinced that he he just does not he's got he's paying his wife uh, does he have kids he's got like two yes. kids yeah yeah it's all fake I swear to god <laughs> I swear to god I just don't buy it there was a huge rumor in the WWF back in the day that The Rock was never seen with a woman ever 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 in all the years he was in that in the WWE everybody thought he was gay him I, th- and- I think that was because of the woman that he was with that he's no longer with <laughs> maybe but either way i'm convinced it's okay i still love you rocky i don't give a shit about your sexual orientation okay so we've we've unloaded a bunch of uh personal stuff we've unloaded uh yeah i just had to get that out of the way that's just been my week on sunday after i left the podcast me and the girl i'm with decided to have a giant fucking huge i hate everything about life fight and and then and then by tuesday vince was missing and it's just been a fucking week, man. It's been yeah. fucked up. So thanks for listening. Episode 51 is about how fucked my life is. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're done yeah. with that. Um, there's a lot going on in the world. So like part of the reason that I was talking about the Vince thing, to be honest, was because so much of what we talked about in the car on the way to work in the mornings at the end of all of this was, was about the struggle, was about the struggle and about bills and the mortgages and the groceries and how we don't have $20 to go to the fucking bar anymore. We'd rather... Yeah, you liking the Twisted Tea, eh? The Twisted Tea Peach, it's better than last week's uh, peach... Tea, whatever it was. Yeah, but oh yeah, because they were a different brand. Yeah, let me try it. it yeah, because uh, the other one, I guess, uh, it was higher percentage in alcohol, so it had more of a sting to it, and this one tastes more like juice. Is it? Are you gonna hit me in the face if, with it if I do anything weird? Yes. I just feel like hitting someone in the face right away, just from, just from the flavor. <laughs> yeah. just, I'm gonna grab this other one and oh, right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, yes. Um, I like the peach. It's not bad. I agree. It's better. I like the high alcohol content, though. See, I like the buzz you get with it, even though it burns. <laughs> yeah. um, but the reason I was even talking about any of this stuff is just because it segues really well into the fact that, like, we have spent most of October being ostriches. Put your head in the sand. Let's talk about Halloween. Let's talk about how great things are. Let's talk about fun and nostalgia and talk about Star Wars and what's going on in the world and Rings of Power and Andor. Yeah, fuck all of that. Today, we're here to tell you what's really going on, okay? <laughs> what me and, me and Vince's hottest topic in that car in the last few weeks yeah. was Ukraine, Russia, and why we are continuing to put everything up. Up, 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 up. Also, we talked a lot about Pierre, Paulie Every. Yeah. Have you seen? So, he's been in Parliament just going to fucking town. There was one thing. I like Jagmeet Singh posted a, a tweet where it was like, I, uh, good morning to everybody except people that want kids to have free health care. And it was a picture of Pierre with like a fucking angry face. And I was like, you little child. <laughs> but uh, one thing in regards to the topic that we were previously discussing that I want to mention now is uh, there's a new Canadian law brought in by the liberals that would allow minors to be euthanized without parental consent. So if there is, if your kid's feeling 
depressed enough to take their own life. They, they can, can just go do it. They can just go to a doctor and get it done without their their parent even signing off on it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, what happened to your child while well, they just went? Samantha and- just decided to leave the house and go get euthanized down at the doctor's office. Oh, so the parent wasn't able to seek help for the child. The parent wasn't. No, no, no. The parent wanted gone. So, you know, we just let it happen. It's unfucking believable. I mean, it's bad enough. It starts. And this is why all these people that were shitting on me. With the back stuff, you don't understand that was the beginning. When they said your 12-year-old could go get vaxxed without your permission, that was step one towards your kid can now go hang themselves at the fucking doctor's office legally, and you don't even have a say. Yeah. It started with, let let them get vaxxed without permission. It starts with that. Just like, just like the, it was like, get poked or you can't work, and now it's like, well, you're also not allowed to keep your baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we you got under you got to understand that when you adhere to any little thing that seems harmless, you're giving you're setting an example of where does it end? You're you're asking that question, the where does it end? When when do I say no? Because I said yes. I said yes to that thing, so you know that it, it doesn't end here. Yeah. It ends at the next step. Well, what is that? Yeah. And that's is where and I I, I I swear to God, man, so I, I brought up uh, on Facebook recently, so YouTube. You got two kids. Can you fucking imagine? Oh, Can you yeah. fucking imagine? Oh, yeah. what, how, what, what would you do? What would you do if one of your kids just said, fuck this, I'm going down to the clinic and was gone? You would go postal. You'd be at the fucking down at par- Parliament. Oh, yeah. You'd be in prison. Because yeah. you'd be like, this is insanity. Like, I, I know you'd go off, man. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. It's insane. And I got other friends of mine I got with tr- you know troubled teenage kids, too. My friend Amanda's got a 17-year-old. I mean, he's not a moody fucking kid. Yeah. They all fucking are. Yeah. And, like, I just can't imagine, like, my sister is 10 years younger than your kids, but, like, she's 25 now, so she's only, like, seven or eight years older. Yeah. And she, she's insanely moody. If I, honestly, if my sister was a teenager when this was around, she'd be dead. I guarantee you she'd be dead. Guaranteed yeah. she would have gone down and said, I'm done. And she'd do it like just, just to spite my mother. Like just to piss off my mom, she'd go euthanize herself. Mom, will, she'll, she'll think twice before telling me what to do now. Like that's <laughs> the level. You're 17. Yeah. You're a fucking child. I remember when I was 17, I was sneaking out at the middle of the night on my bike to chase pussy. I was not <laughs> making good decisions. No, I'm making good decisions at all. I didn't even need to sneak out. My mom was pretty cool. I'd probably just say, hey, mom, I'm going to his pussy. She's like, all right, be home by two. No, nope, had to sneak out. Had to be an idiot. Had to get caught. There, there was a certain innocence when I was 16 to 17 that uh, about me. Like, when it came to the word pussy, I, I absolutely could not say that. I was like, it's too crass for me. Could you ever look a girl? You couldn't look at a girl and go, give me that pussy. You no, couldn't, couldn't say that? I couldn't. I, I, the word panties was too much for me. I'm like, Oh, my no, God. You underwear. Can, Tamara, he, underwear. He, he, what would he say? Take off your underwear? What you, <laughs> is that what he... Because you guys do each other. <laughs> that, I was going to say, this is Tamara we're talking about. He's like, hey, can you? And before he got can you out, she was just like, we're going. It's go time. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? Oh, man. It's very rapey. It's very rapey when you guys were young, but Mark was down. He was like, rapey, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. I just can't say the words. <laughs> That's funny, but you're not you're not like that anymore now. No, right? no, no, no. 40-year-old no. Mark's just like, give me that pussy. <laughs> Says it right like that. No, but... It's a, well, now it's more like I'm going to grab you by the pussy. Right? Like yeah. Trump, well, that's just like Trump taught you. Just like Daddy yeah, Donald exactly. taught us to do. Exactly. Right? He, said, he taught us if you grab them by the pussy, sometimes they just, they don't know what to do. Yeah. It's worked for me so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not condoning this, by the way. If you think we're on here going, just grab girls you don't know by the pussy, that's not no, us. We're not those dudes. Not. We're not those dudes. It is. We are my body, my choice people. Like we are, I'm more body, my choice than you are. Whoever the fuck you are. Because I, I swear, I know I am. I know I am. <laughs> My body, my choice. <laughs> I started going to get a tattoo on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> so there. So uh, 
in re- I actually was telling you about this earlier. Uh, so YouTube actually uh, shared something on Facebook saying like, hey, every, everybody in Canada, how about you stand up to the government oh, who's C-11. trying to pass Bill C-11, Bill C-11 which has gone through its second, it's passed uh, the second reading which in the Senate, which sucks because it's closer to passing. It will pass. It will. The government so, is completely run by so it, by liberals and NDPers. Any, any conservative who's, uh, who's trying to boycott this uh this bill is saying specifically because it's too vaguely worded mm-hmm. that they'll be able to get you for anything yeah so it's very vague yeah. yeah so uh so in the comment section of this but if you go on the government of canada website what is it vague? like it really like I break it right down to when you're eligible for ei it's still it's still vague yeah. they can still literally be like ah oh, but you sneezed in 2011 you're not eligible for this ei like it's that it's fucked up I wonder. I wonder if uh, that uh, COVID stuff still sticks. Like, I don't know. I haven't been online to look yeah. at any of that you know, yeah. forever. But yeah, like that. That was easy. Uh, it was easy to go on and lie about getting curbed because hundreds of people did it. That's why. Well, we're no, t- but uh, but I mean specifically when it came to EI. Oh yeah, Tr- nobody was eligible Tr- for it. Trudeau uh, made it illegal for unvaccinated to claim EI if you were off with COVID. Oh okay. And I was like, and I always thought like, and then YouTube <laughs> won't let you say that the vax helps prevent COVID. Yeah. Hey, isn't that interesting? So I was always wondering if you could sue the government since you're paying into EI and you can't use it in that case. I've always thought that. You know what blows my mind? This is what I don't fucking understand. And I know I know I'm um answering my own question a little bit by saying this, but like I can't keep a job. Like bottom line was is like when before I started my business, I worked a place for three months, I'm out. Four months, I'm out. Six months. If I was anywhere for a year, it was a big deal. I don't fucking stick around. I hate people and I hate people ripping people off. Yep. When I see moral misconduct, I'm out. If you disrespect me at work and I feel unsafe or like I need to knock someone out because of the way they speak to me, I'm out. I know as a bipolar person, remember I talked to you about this yep. when we were talking about Dahmer. I said Dahmer and people who molest kids and people that have bad things happen in their head need to understand that your head is wrong. You can't do that and you got to remove yourself from a situation that will make you feel like that. Yeah, That's why, it's just why you you uh, you act accordingly. So anyways, Part, part of my thing is like, I can't work at a place where I know I'm going to go off. I can't do it. I don't want to, I can't go off at work and have a big fit and start throwing wrenches at people and fucking swinging. I can't. <laughs> you and can I've dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> I've, fuck, I've fucking done it, man. I've thrown a fucking 23 millimeter wrench across the shop and clipped a guy in the head. Because, and did, did he look just like Justin Long getting hit with a wrench? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was pissed. He was short, fat, bald, and he charged me very quickly. Didn't, didn't get far though. But anyways, like I don't, I don't do well with that shit, you know. And and the people are getting ripped off, they're ripping customers off. Like I'm not going to go to the customer and say you're getting ripped off, but I'm going to go home that night and I'm going to start looking for for jobs. Yeah. So, my issue with EI and how stupid it is is that like if you work somewhere less than six months, you're not eligible. Yet you paid into it the whole time. Yeah. Where's that money go? That money doesn't come back to you on your next EI claim. That money is gone in the system. That money is gone. These are facts. This is what blows my fucking mind about our country. And we're just cool with it. I pay into this every month. What about CPP? How many people do you know that have applied for CPP at 55 and ain't getting it right now? Because I know a lot. There's a lot of baby boomers right now going, hey, can I get that CPP? And they're telling them they will use any excuse based on hours you've worked or anything to say not yet. Two more years. One more year. Three more years. Like you can't just do it at 55. You have to have a certain amount of worked hours. Yeah, I thought you had to... uh I thought you could only get that when you retire. Yeah, but this is the thing. Yeah, but if you haven't, it, it, uh, re, the, the definition of retire is where they get you. Yeah. You like you have to be at the same fucking place for 35 years and not miss a day. And then you get your CPP. How many people is that in this country? 
None, man. It's nobody. People change their jobs. Yeah. People have gaps in employment. If you're a woman and you had a kid, so there's five or six years where you didn't work and then you went back, they'll tell you you're not eligible at 55. You're eligible at 60 because you took five years to raise your kid. Oh. I'm not fucking kidding, bro. That's what they're telling the people right now in their 50s. You raised a kid in 1992, so you don't get CPP yet. Well, it's stupid. fucking crazy, man. Yeah. That's what we're talking about EI and the ineligibility problems. Yeah. You want to tell me you haven't lost a job, applied for EI, been denied, and went, well, what the fuck is with that? Yeah. How am I going to survive? I just, I already have an interview on Wednesday, but by the time they bring me in on Wednesday, call me on Friday, I do a second interview on Monday, they hire me on Wednesday, and then I start the following Monday, then shoo, one day's after that, I get my first pay. That's five weeks. Where's the, what am I going to fucking eat? How am I going to get to work? How am I going to fucking bring my kid down from up yep. north and give him a cheeseburger? You can't do any of it. So this is, this, is what, this is what we're talking about. This is the stuff me and Vince would talk about. This is what we're talking about in the car. This is what we're talking about. This is what you people are thinking about. It gets all there. All, it's, it's, we're, we're, you're not alone in this. We're all wondering where the fucking $25 stakes are coming from. Yeah. Well, well, we're all struggling with these. How many people out there have been ineligible for EI in the last couple of years and, 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 and had a serious problem because of it? Probably a lot of you. I yeah. feel for you, man. You are not alone. You are not a bad person. You are not shitty. You are not undeserving of that money. That is your fucking money. The government is keeping from you. We got to stop feeling like we don't deserve this country to take care of us. Everybody feels like, oh, I'm entitled. I'm entitled. If you've been on ODSP your whole life, yeah, sorry, you're not on the list. You're not one of them. I mean, ODSP sucks, and I, I understand your struggle is different, but I'm just saying you're, you're not one of the ones I'm talking about. I mean, if you're in Ontario Works and... Buying an iPhone with your check, you also don't, you're yeah, not I, deserving either. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're eliminating the people abusing the system because yeah. there are people that do. But the problem is, is that there are so many regular, hardworking, middle class people that are basically on the verge of homelessness yeah. because of this stuff. Like maybe, I mean, let's be real, companies are dropping people like flies. There's so much uh, people out there to work in certain fields. Yeah. And then in other fields like healthcare, there's none. They're completely short and they can't get enough. And yeah. if you basically are vaxxed and willing to work, they'll fucking pay you anything. So it's like if you're a nurse, there's millions of you missing and that industry's dying. If you're a burger flipper, there's an abundance of you and we will toss you aside like you are pig feet Yeah, for another one of you. Yeah. So don't even breathe too heavy at work. <laughs> So what, what I want... And then when that happens, you're ineligible for EI. Like, I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we got to stop feeling like we don't deserve this shit. Like, like, we've done something wrong because we expect something out of this country that our parents built and that we've been paying taxes for for our whole lives. Yeah. We are entitled to these things. So what I want to mention is during COVID, uh, when we were on lockdowns and our mandates uh, for leaving the country were in play a lot longer than the rest of the world. Like a year longer. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody knew that the world had kind of dropped theirs because, not because of our, our local news, it was because of exactly. other shit that you can see online. And this is the shit that Bill C-11 wants to block. They want to block incoming content. They want, and, uh, and yes, I understand there's, there's the, there's misinformation out there. Uh, I've, I've actually talked about a couple tweets and things that I've seen here and there where it's like, ah, they, they're trying to trick you because they're trying to rile up a side. But at, at the end of the day, we're uh, one of the most educated countries on the planet. If there is a person on planet earth that can look at a tweet and decipher for themselves through their education and their own fucking intellect, whether it's fake news, real news or something they should 
base their life off of. Yeah. It's a Canadian. I'm sorry. Of all the people in the world, we are probably the most qualified to read something, interpret it, and act accordingly of yeah. anybody. Yet they want to control our ability to do it. Yes. And so when it comes to- We're like, not Ethiopians. I'd be worried about those people reading shit. So when it comes to the geopolitical news, uh, how would we learn about that? Because we, we know that the government who said that these mandates- were based on science. We now know that that was fake. Yes. Because it came out that it was actually only political based. It, it was only politics. How about the fact that Justin is being ripped apart for instating the emergency act and that there's all that, what's this called? What's that called? The interrogation? The, the, the inquiry. The inquiry. Like there's all that. We, we wouldn't, like under C11, we are entitled to know anything about how that's going at all. They would have full control well, I mean, over what we would know about it. So far in the, the liberal party so far, is the worst at uh, being open. So, as, it's as, not just it's it's this liberal government. The yeah. liberal party itself represented great things for many years. Yes. It's this fucking version like, of it. It's like, oh, you want to see you want to see our documentation? Here it is, and it's all redacted. And you're like, I want to see the. There's actual a lot of black lines documents. on this. Yeah, lots of but black no, lines. They're just this is it. This is what you get to know. No, 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 no. You work for us. We want to fucking see. Show us. It's very interesting how they don't work for us, though. So, like that, they're supposed to, but they yeah. at this point, we work for them. Like it's yeah. it's sad how it's but how that's, it's turned around. That's what I wanted to talk. I want to get to the ma the, to the Oshawa mayoral election too about how we work for them. I'll, you do okay. your thing, but don't but let me forget about the, that the, topic. The main thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to the the media here, and I, and I mentioned this to you earlier. Is that, that twisted tea is, is, that is good. The media Dang. is supposed to be the ones that are holding the government accountable. Not, that's their job. Not fucking high five and them saying, "Yeah, we believe in you," and not decide. No, no, no. They're playing division. That's that's literally what they're doing. And the one side who is actually trying to hold the government accountable, Trudeau's like, you know what? We're not going to consider you news. No, you're not getting funding. You know, you you guys are your own yep. fucking thing. Stay the fuck away from me. So here's how this. What basically Mark is saying is CBC is like, hey, we want sixty million dollars in funding, and the government's like, you'll get it. As long as you t do what we say, and yeah. you don't 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 be um, don't be reporting on this right wing shit in the states. Don't be reporting on what's going on here in Ukraine. Don't be reporting on this that. Maybe don't report on this inquiry, this inquiry thing. Maybe we just calm your shit on that. Yeah. How many times does CIBC mention the inquiry? I bet you the number <laughs> is zero. I would bet every cent I have that it's zero and money I, I don't have. But again, it's so like if you come guarantee they've uh, never mentioned it. Uh, what's her name? Catherine, the the Ottawa political candidate who is running for mayor that uh, I showed you the video of, who was coaching the witness. Who's oh, all like, "Oh yeah, that video, yeah. that was crazy." And, and He's like, "Answer like, in French, yeah. answer in French." She answer kept in saying, French, and then it's like, "Oh, you need a translator." Oh, that's ridiculous! I can't believe that. And what was it about? It was about his definition of microaggression. Microaggression, like what is a microaggression? And he's like, "Well, it was like." Basically, he just translates. He starts speaking French and says, "Well, it's it was honking, and it was the way people looked. You know, the the look in their eyes when they were walking down the street. Basically, it was pretty sad. This the way he and they jumped to French to do it with a direct translation at the bottom of the screen of what he was saying in French. So, and, and he's like, "I'm more comfortable answering in French." <laughs> I'm not sure if he realizes this, but French and English aren't different enough that phrases in French can be misinterpreted. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, listen to this. They're listen not. To this. Listen. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it live right fucking now. Okay, so hang on, hang on. This is the this microaggression. Okay, so the English? Microaggression. French. Is there that much of a difference <laughs> that you don't know what the fuck that is? Really? And like, look at the definition. That's it. 
Microaggression. You did That's very it. good. You fucking know what that very is. Very good, Mark. <laughs> very good, Monsieur Smith. Uh-huh. Oui, et tu es? Yeah. Welcome to Leco. What I is a know. microaggression? I don't, I don't, I don't know how uh, that translates to French. I don't know how to tell you. Okay, let me put it to you in French. Microaggression. Like you do. Oh, under, okay. You under, I know exactly what you're talking about. You understand about. that in Mandarin, <laughs> if you use a phrase, it could have a different meaning in the Mandarin. <laughs> French and English. Like, does this guy think Mandarin? It's a that's that. Does he think that's the relationship <laughs> yeah. French and English have? Like, that's what blows my mind. It's just like they're trying to like convince us that. Like, do you remember if you go down the list of French words and put an equal sign beside? Each one, yeah. there is an English yeah. word that means the same thing. Yeah. Right? It's not like you're fucking, it's not Klingon. Sir, sir, sir. Uh, so, can you describe the microaggressions? Sorry, did you speak you Chinese to me? Hang I on. <laughs> can you describe the microaggressions in Elvish from Lord of the Rings, please? Because we just, we need a clear, concise description. And I feel like Elvish is the only language that could properly portray the feelings of microaggression. Could you please do that, please? Uh-huh. What Sorry, I mean? let me just get Orlando Bloom in the, on the stand here. Oh, not Elvis? Not, not Elvis? Okay. I, I said Elfish. Okay. Christ. You know what? <laughs> Microaggression, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> a little bit of microaggression, man. A little bit of comedy. Yeah, baby. What if we just become... <laughs> We just became the kings of rock. Heavy is the fucking head, bro. Heavy is the head. No, but... Yeah, they're like it's 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 English and 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 French are just such um, sisterly languages. You know, we stole a lot of of our language from Italian, Latin, French, and I believe German. Spanish, and yeah, German. and a little bit of German. Like we 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 took all those. I mean, the English is the youngest language in the world. I believe. I believe we were four thousand BC. I'm gonna go with four thousand BC. Hold on, hold me to that. But that was the beginnings of it. Beginnings of it, then, and by medieval times is when it truly developed and became kind of all over. And the 11th century kind of stuff. And and it's like, we start, and the reason it's the, the language we kind of use all over the world, the reason that like you go everywhere and it's like, Because oh, it's mixed up yeah, of all these I'm things. glad you speak Hindi. I'm glad you speak whatever Muslim language you do. I'm glad you speak, you know, Somali, or I'm glad you speak whatever. Could you not and speak the language everyone else does? Like, it's the reason that English has kind of become that staple is because we stole so much. And then <laughs> we stole slang. You know, like Guaylo is the is the fucking white guy in in um in Ma- in uh in Cantonese, right? I've heard fucking white guys go this fucking Guaylo over here. You know what I mean? Like we will take <laughs> slang from other languages and bring it into our own, and that's why it's kind of a master language because we we'll, we don't mind uh toi. That's a French word that everybody knows means fucking two dudes are banging your girlfriend. Putain. Everybody knows, right? But 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 it's it's it, it's it's we've we've stolen it and made it an English word, yeah. even though it's completely the same. That's why we are the way we are. And now these people are like in court, going, "Oh, I got to answer in another language." Like it's like, yeah, Mark, I don't know what. And to- I mean, and like to further and that, Bill C eleven will keep us from seeing the footage of him backtracking like that and being able to laugh about it yeah. like that. The point is, is that it will be able to hide the um, what's the, the corruption. Yeah, I guess I wanted to say something else that was a really long. Offensive so, word, uh, but yeah, fucking fucking hilarious thing. So uh, older politicians are definitely out of touch with uh, technology because when talking about uh, C11, uh, they were, there was uh, Zuckerberg proved that so many times when yeah. he was, remember when he was in, what was he he's in Congress yeah. and they were asking him about 
advertisements or yeah. something? And he was like, it's an advertisement. And they're like, yeah, but what is that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. it's, so, a, it's something that they pay for that then pops up on the screen. Yeah, but, what, but how does that work? So <laughs> what, what's so being funny. said with C11 is that they're not allowed to change the algorithm. And so this other sentence is saying, uh, well, what do you mean? That you you have to do that. They're like, but we're not allowed to do that, so we're not going to do that. It's like, okay, but in order to make something else come to the top of the search results, you literally have to change the algorithm. Do people not understand what algorithms are? I guess algorithms not. always change. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. It's a constant piece of code rewriting but, but, itself based on uh, um, algebraic material. Yes, but it's saying that the CRTC is not allowed to change the algorithm. And this is where the world gets fucked up. This is where things get really, really hard to argue about because mo most people are stupid. Most people don't know what an algorithm is. You can say it, you can spell it, probably not. And you still, but tell me what it is. You tell me what it is. Oh, it's the uh, the, the results. Ah, oh, this is too easy though. You're smart. I mean, can we get someone stupid on the show? Anybody? Tamara, you're not stupid. <laughs> We're Tay's not stupid, but she is 12 or 13. She doesn't know what an algorithm is. Bring her down. Let's ask. Like most, I'm just saying people don't know what yeah. it is. What it, it is. So if you don't know what it is, like Zuckerberg trying to explain what an ad was to that fucking 75-year-old congressman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to do that? Like, it, it, algorithms are a piece of code that almost has a life of its, almost like an artificial intelligence life of its own. Yeah. The reason the Sonic the Hedgehog could run ahead of the fucking screen in 1991 is because of an algorithm. Someone wrote a code that would allow the screen to move, but not as quick as him. Yeah. His algorithm was faster. That's a that is the best way I can describe it. That's, so, that is the best way I can describe it to an idiot. An idiot. There was with, an algorithm for the background and an algorithm for Sonic. Sonic got ahead. But His with them quicker. controlling the algorithm, and so if you're trying to look up the- Control- So what you're saying is them changing something that changes all the time anyway. Yeah. So if, if they're trying to control the algorithm, which they're saying they're not allowed to change. Which means they're influencing the change based on what they want, yes. not what it so, wants to do naturally. So if, if you're trying to find, let's say, a video on the convoy. Here you go. The, this is how the, it's going to work. The CRTC uh, algorithm that they, that they have to change, that they will not be changing, will have the, the results of the videos you may like will be like CBC, like, oh, the convoy did this, the racist, blah, 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 yes. blah, blah. And it's not going to show the actual shit of you trying to find the shit of what actually happened. The other thing, too, is that what you, a lot of people don't understand is how a spider search versus versus a regular bot search. So a bot, regular bot search searches the internet in a certain way. The reason Google was so successful in the early 2000s is because they wrote an algorithm for searching that used spiders which is where it takes something and it'll check eight things at a time. Yeah. One bit at a time. I'll check eight things here, eight things here, eight things here. Those three things come together and go, hey, here's what I found. They talk and they use an algorithmic line of code to show you the results that you would best be what you want to see. Yeah. That is not how Yahoo worked. That's not how Virtual Fish worked or any of those other ones that failed ultimately. And YouTube uses that same spider thing. But... And this is why it scares me. This is why I look at the Second World War and I see so much of it now. When Hitler was building roads and providing jobs in the 30s, nobody thought anything of it. All of a sudden, there was a war. Didn't know that those homes, those jobs, and those roads were leading to the invasion of Austria. Didn't know. Yeah. Now, very similarly, they've created spider bots to search things on the internet in groupings. Instead of searching it all like we used to do, just like they do it in this, in this sporadic way, and that is more manipulatable, if that's a word, maybe I'm using the wrong, <laughs> that is easier to manipulate there you go. than a regular <laughs> fucking bot. 
that will just check the internet for what you're looking for and give you top results based on matches. Yeah. That's not matching. It's based on history. It's based on what you are as a person, how often you log on, other things you've looked at, et cetera, et cetera. How long you hovered over a video. How long? Literally, if it's seven seconds over as a close to clicking right away. If it's clicking right away and it's something they don't want you to see, they will never show you that content again. If you took seven seconds to look at it, they might t- they might fuck with you. Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Do you under, like, w- the things that we and Mark are talking about, although it sounds like we're just rambling, that it's complicated. It is so immensely complicated. The lines and lines and lines of code and how they work and how they, they work together. And we're sitting in a courtroom full of people who've never read a book on C plus in their fucking life arguing about it how the fuck that would be like a bunch of star trek nerds arguing about the next lord of the rings trilogy they don't know yeah so that's exactly what happened between these two senators so when this one senator was saying well no you actually have to change the algorithm to bring up the results that you want to bring up and there and then this one woman said no 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 there are other ways and nope you literally have to change and manipulate it's yeah yes but they can argue because we're not manipulating it because it changes all the time. It's an easy out. Yeah. Oh, it naturally decided you don't want to see any more Rebel <laughs> News. It was part of the algorithmic evolution change. Yeah. It's AI. We don't know. Like, it's so easy. And then, but, but the right-wing, normal people, right-wing, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to say right-wing. The people with a fucking brain that are just there, that aren't of any political party, are just saying, but you have to change it to make it, to, 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 to instill... To initiate C11, you have to make some amount of change, even if it's subtle. Not really. I don't really have... I will make a specific change that it might have made on its own anyway. That's what they're saying. If everyone in the whole country became a leftist, it would be just like this. (laughs) That's kind of the argument. If everybody became a a, a do-as-you're-told leftist and a pro-vax, pro-liberal person, then it would do that. So it's a good argument for, well, it might have done that anyway if the whole country gave up thinking for itself. So they can say, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to pretend the whole country gave up thinking for itself. What are you going to do? That's kind of the argument. Yeah. And I'll be real. We, what argument do we have? We don't. It's kind yeah. of hard to say, well, don't do that, please. They, well, I mean, I mean, the, the eliminating, only, eliminating the bill. Yeah. I mean, you can argue to eliminate the bill. Throw but, it out, but it's but, not going to happen. But I mean, you can also argue like. It's been read twice. Well, no, I don't just want to see Canadian content. I want to see worldwide content. You should ask Brian Adams about this. Honestly, Brian Adams. I love Brian Adams. Brian Adams is number one, one of my favorite artists of all time. Classic, amazing artist. Number two, a Canadian who is up there with Rush and Tragically Hip and and the good artist that, that, yeah. that made Canada proud. You know, that we look at what they can do. Holy fuck, he's good. Just as Alanis Morissette, Brian Adams, Rush, Billy Talent, Sub 41. Damn! <laughs> then you get Drake, The Weeknd, Justin Bieber, and this other <sighs> shit. But anyways, Justin, <laughs> Brian Adams is one of the greatest artists of all fucking time. Brian Adams is a is a huge, 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 huge hater of CanCon, which is 33% Canadian content. It's that thing that we have where every radio station has to play 33% of our shit. And the reason he shits on it is because when forced to play Canadian content, what do they do? They play the hip over and over oh, and over yeah. and over and over and over and fucking over until Gordon Downey fucking killed himself. I swear to God to get away from all you people. There was no cancer. <laughs> he was just done singing about New Orleans. He was done with it. Okay, I'm done ranting. I just don't really like the hip. But either way, like it's just I the hip is played overplayed. The hip yeah. is a good band. A good band that is played like they're a great band because they're CanCon. 
<laughs> Brian Adams is also a good artist. I love him. Oh, but yeah. is is yeah. he like the greatest artist of all time? Probably not, but he gets played. I do enjoy Brian Adams more than Tragically Hit. Oh, fuck yeah. Fucking 99 million times over. But I'm just, let's talk worldwide. Let's talk general population here. You know, the hip and Brian Adams probably on the same level for popularity in general. And 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 like he hates Canadian content because he's like they'll for they will play summer of sixty nine twelve times a day to cover the Canadian content instead of the point which is to play something new yeah. a new Canadian artist yeah. an emerging Canadian artist help help um Dear Rouge become a not fucking thirty thousand sold Indigenous band let's let's put them on the forefront help Billy Talent not be you know a band who got booed off the stage when they're supposed to play with Slayer let's help them not be that let's let's take a Canadian band and give them a fucking shot a real shot uh, can we do that of, speaking of Canadian band so uh <laughs> so Tancon smothers that so Tamara says to me She's like, I don't understand all the hate that Nickelback gets. And I'm I, like, we had this conversation. And then, and then I said, oh, it's because they play so many different genres. And so uh, even with their new album, they now have two singles out. And, okay. And so their their first single, San Quentin, was where, the, was the where some people are associating it with Metallica, uh, and then they released another one that that's now slower acoustic. Yeah. Talks about being back in the day. Like, and, and, and this is the problem, because when they go to a metal fest, the people at the metal fest don't want to hear that fucking slower fucking shit. They, well, if they're smart, they wouldn't play it though. They'd play like the new one inside of a bullet and never again. Like if Nickelback was smart, they would focus their sets based on the crowd. Yeah. In which case, if you are doing that, you need a full album worth of that fucking heavy. I shit. would, I, if you sat right, Oh, this is kind of weird to do on there. I guarantee you, I could come up with 20 heavy Nickelback songs right now on my own without even looking on the internet. Okay. I bet you they have it. I'm just saying they have it. It's, um, here's an example. Okay. Dream theater. Dream theater is one of my favorite bands of all time. And they are, I would argue the greatest band of our of the 21st century. I really do. They're not the most popular, but musically virtual virtuosically, nobody touches them and they will play. They played with Megadeth. Do you know what they played with Megadeth? All the heavy shit yeah. scenes from a memory train of thought, uh, images and words, heavy, down-tuned. They played Home. They played Pull Me Under. They played um, The Mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah. That riff I played. Bring in that kick, you know? Like, they, that's what they played. Yeah. Do you think they played another day? So try another day. <laughs> Do you think they played that song? At the, at the, at the, at what was it called? Um, Gigantor with Megadeth? No! Because I got fucking brains. Now, a year later, Deep Purple. I love Deep Purple. Deep Purple comes to town. Who's opening? Dream Theater. You know what they played? Try another day. <laughs> they played everybody there wanted to hear a gay-ass saxophone song that was slow, like that Nickelback song, because it was a deep purple crowd. Yeah. So they played another day. They played Pull Me Under. They played... Um, uh, take the time. They played the soft, that's the the the, the operatic, you know, bigger songs. And then they play with Iron Maiden and they yeah. play their ten minute epics with the you know, with their with their harmonies and shit. They that's how you do it. I wish Nickelback would just do that. Yeah. If Nickelback got better at that, at just folk because they have what, seven albums, eight albums, maybe nine? I mean, if you include Curb and no fuck Curb. So we we got the state, Silverside, the Long Road. Something after that that was pretty good. Then that one with the, we're going out tonight, kick a dark horse, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. It was five yeah. or six. And then there was another one after dark horse. So they're probably on seven or eight now, if I do the math. Let's just call this one eight. Yeah? There's there's fucking one. Okay, so. <laughs> you said, I'm, they, I'm, I'm, I don't no, care what there, anybody says. They've got good songs. There's, there's one song that I really like that uh, 
and I'm probably going to get this wrong and trying to say it, so I'm not going to say it as fast. <laughs> the pretty little lady with the pretty pink thong should be shaking it for sugar daddy all night long. Could be getting anybody. Could be getting all the money. Doesn't doesn't ah fucking whatever. But that, I don't that, know like, that one. It's it's fuck. That was his songs about chasing song. pussy. Don't do it for me. I, I, <laughs> I like Nickelback, but like because they are multi genre, the songs by Nickelback that I like are the ones that are more about life. I love it, worthy song, to say about drug dealing. That song was actually about a sex worker. Oh okay, who, who prostitute. Ma- yeah, who made a living more than everybody was else better, is making. Yeah, better than everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. It's kind of an old yeah. concept, but I get it. But it's very, very Nickelback concept. Yeah. Very yeah. Nickelback concept. Yeah. I don't sh- think they're bad. I think yeah. people just... I think... Uh, that's, this is Okay, so here, here's another Canadian band. Is Nickelback on the proud, you know, showing that Canadians can do anything that an American can or anybody else can do? Uh, or no, are they on no. the shameful side of they're, the music? I think they're... Pr- I'm proud of Nickelback being from well, Canada. Well, I mean, the, the tough thing is... Yes, okay, they're the Canadian band, but because of the way Canadians' music is set, Canada's music is set up, they had to knock on foreign doors to actually make it. Who didn't? Yeah. Honestly, that's the well, biggest Sum problem in this did. fucking country. You got you, you got one. Yeah, that's Billy it. Talent yeah. had to. Yeah. Um, here's another one. Three Days Grace. Yeah. Signed to EMI Canada. Nobody gave a fuck. EMI got bought by uh, Arista. Wow, wow. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Was it Arista? Who was it? Something American. Bottom up. I, I looked it up. I was literally looking at this yesterday. I feel stupid right now. Jive. I got it. It was okay. Jive Records. Bought EMI Canada. And then boom. I hate everything about you. Had a video. It had money. And they blew up. Before that, when they were just signed to EMI, they put out one record before their self-titled, which had I, I Hate Everything About You. Yeah. Do you know what that record's called? Nope. Can you name a song off of it? Neither can I. Nope. Because that's what happens when the Canadian industry's giving you power. This is a perfect example. Now, mind you, this was 2002, 2003, 98. Yeah. Between 98 and 2002, 2003. So obviously, it's a long time ago. But it's, nothing's changed. It's still stifling in the same way. So... Three Days Grace, which is now one of the most iconic, one of your favorite bands, and, and a hugely iconic band, and one of the bands that I would argue puts Canada on the map of things to be proud of. They fucking, they get signed, they put out a record no one gives a shit about. They probably would have been done. They probably wouldn't might have pumped out one more, done a tour, and fucked off and yeah. broke up like so many great Canadian bands do. But then, because that EMI Canada got bought by Jive, and Jive went, holy motherfucking shit, have you heard this? I hate everything about you. Have you heard this guy? Put that, give, can we give them 30 grand for a video? I want a dirty, dark video. I want a, I want a director that people know. I want a fucked up video with house with a bunch of kids doing heroin who are sad. Do it. <laughs> fucking make it happen. And they did exactly yeah. fucking that. And it blew up. They became international superstars. They blew up. They toured with Seether, Evanescence, the whole bit. Because an American bought them and saw the potential we don't. That's the industry. You're right. They've been doing it forever. And yeah. Brian Adams is saying CanCon continues to stifle that. Yeah. It's stupid. So now we're taking what the music industry has used to drown its artists with for 30 years, and we're applying it to the rest of our country. Yeah. We're applying it to media. We're applying it to TV, movies, news. Every co- piece of content that you can consume will be filtered through the CanCon fucking machine yeah. so that you can get a <laughs> crappy Canadian leftist version of what you really wanted. Yeah. I can't wait. 
So I've I've also got uh, some good news, Ronnie. Uh, oh, there's good news in this podcast. Ro- Ronnie dropped a teaser, uh, and when I say when I say <gasps> wait a minute, now I'm excited. When I say teaser, he just came out and said, "Clear those Billboard charts; they're about to fill up." Oh, so he's shit. he's close to dropping. Uh, a wreck ne- must be a record. It's, it's either Neon Zombie or the next song, which apparently is being teased as a, as a flex. Like he's saying, like, "Oh, this next song is a flex. You're gonna know it." And so I'm excited. Just him so showing what he yeah, can get away so, with. So it's it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. He said to clear the billboard chart, so Neon Zombie's got to be close. I'm fucking excited. <laughs> I also, okay, I want to talk a little bit, recover the Ronnie controversy over okay. the laptops. Do you know oh, Rick Beto? Do you know Rick Beto is? No. He's a very famous producer. He's got a channel. I'm going to show him to you when we're done today. Uh, okay. he, you know how you're always showing me your yeah. YouTube boys? He's my YouTube boy. Okay. One of the few ones that I think you'd really like. I, he does a thing called Why This Song Is Great. Okay. And he takes the song and he breaks down it every individual tiny piece. One of my favorite ones I just watched recently, his first one was All the Small Things. He breaks down why All the Small Things was con- such a great song. Yeah. So in order to celebrate the 100th episode, he did What's My Age Again from the same album. And he just breaks it down. You hear Travis's drums. He isolates the drums. Yeah. And you hear him do that when he goes, and that's about the time she walked away from me. And you hear him go, boom, ba boom, ba and yeah. you, just, you just hear the power and the the lateness, the uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you just you fuck, and you just like Travis, Gotti. That, that's like uh. a climax. You're like, uh, uh, but that's but that's uh. what I'm saying. When he does that drum fill, when he goes, um, you know, when when he, when he says, uh, and then I turned on the TV, and that's about the time she, and that's the riff. If you cut everything out but the drums, and you just listen to that, and you'll understand why the song, like Rick, does a good job at. at he's he's not kidding. This is why this song is good. Yeah. That moment, that sit back on the drums, just let it sit for a fucking quarter note, and then smash. Mm-hmm. Give me a fill that's way too fast, and then we're into that chorus, and then you hear all the extra guitars, and then you hear the, you know, even at the end of the song, there's this really cool thing when it's like, you know, the, the final chorus. You're going, that's about the time she bitch broke up with me. Na, 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 na. And you got the do, 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 all being overdubbed. You hear all, then he cuts it all and you hear this, please don't leave me. Please don't. This extra backup vocal that you've never heard. And then he adds it on top and you're like, holy fuck, I never noticed that. But now I hear it. Yeah. He'll do that. And I'm, so I highly recommend Rick. And Rick, Weighed in on the laptop thing, and he's with you. He's like, that, when when he made that tweet about his laptops, I didn't even look at it. I didn't even think twice. I was like, well, that sucks. I moved on with my day. Yeah. Everybody uses backtracks. He's like, I see bands do backtracks. I don't even notice. Yeah. I seen the band a year ago when they weren't using backtracks. I see them now. I don't even notice. Yeah. He's like, there are ways to do it. He said, but his opinion on it was everybody uses them. And I have more respect for the guys who do it right. Well, I was I was thinking about what you were so saying. So Rick, Rick's with you. No, Rick's I, with, yeah, he's but, totally against my I, opinion. I, but I was thinking about what you were saying in your opinion and saying like, oh, that's why you get a keyboardist with this. You bring an extra but, guy just but, to help. But th- th- in this case is what, I'm, what I would say is picture that keyboardist uh, having lost the keyboard. That's exactly what happened. I'll give you that. So the people that have the laptops that are on the side with the laptops, those laptops are gone. It's their musical instrument, gone. Yes. So it's, it's the same it's, thing. It's their ability to pull... Oh, yeah, this is also why the cloud exists. Yeah. This is there's ways to prepare and be better prepared, but yeah. it's not on him. Everybody uses them. So, but Rick has kind of swayed me yeah. because I respect him so much. 
And he does such a good channel and he's so good at taking songs and ripping the pieces out that make me stop and go, holy fuck, Rick, I didn't hear that. You're right. That's what makes the song great. Yeah. You win, you know? He he wins me over so much, like ter Terry Berry. Also, did you know Jared Dines and Terry Berry are like little rivals? No. They're like <laughs> rivals. They're like little rivals. It was actually <laughs> funny. Jared Dines uh, just posted a thing where it's like, Steve Terry Berry isn't even a berry. Keep it going. <laughs> And then people just kept going with it, right? You know, it was very funny. So anyways, I would love to see a collab. Can you Steve, imagine? Steve, Jared, Jared has a new album coming. I wonder if Stevie's on it. Oh, Steve, fuck me. I'm excited now. Steve just recently came out with a video where he said, no, 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 no. Where he said he hasn't been himself lately. So people are talking about how uh, he's not as energetic, fucking hands thrown in the air like yeah. he usually is. And he's like, you're right. I haven't been. He's And he's saying like, I've been in kind of a slump. And, and and it's been over the past couple of years, and that's literally what we were talking we were about. Just like talking everybody, to people, everybody. It's not just us. It's not just you. It's yeah. it's not just my dead buddies. You know what I mean? We are all in that slump. Yeah. I, I is it this only the strong survive, or is it like what is it? What is it at this point? Uh, I think it's we're all in this together. I think I don't think I it's think only. it's we're all in this together, and we need to. We need to bump up the others that are that are down. We need to. I think we need to remind people about the utopia that's waiting at the other side of this. Like, yeah, it's as bad as it's ever been. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and, and tell, you know, mothers that, that, that they, that this is the best time in history to raise a little girl well, or no, boy. But like, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to tell musicians. This is a great time to start a band and try to build a career. No, I'm not going to lie like, like that. Think about uh, the thirties and, and the group. But I'm telling, I'm saying on the other end of this in 10 years, in yeah. five years, in however many years it takes to take this all back and, and start again and make the big change, you know, there's some really cool shit waiting on the other end. Well, yeah. But I like, just have this fear that about, only my kids will reap the benefits. Think about in the 30s Not with the Great Depression and, and like the recession going into Imagine the Great Depression. Imagine telling somebody shit. from 1933 what it was going to be like in 54. Yeah. They wouldn't fucking be able to fathom the prosperity, the money, the joy, the families. Exactly. The, 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 the opportunity. Exactly. The land for sale and the price. You know what I mean? Like the 50s were like, let's go. Baby boomers exist for a reason because yeah. everybody was celebrating. Let's fucking get over here. <laughs> Bring that sweet <laughs> pussy over here right inside. Can you please take off your underwear? There you go. Can you please take there you off go. your That's underwear? It. That's right. Can you please? Can just you please take off your gotchies? Your your garments off, please, so that Mark may please, perform. Please coitus. pull down your pantaloons. <laughs> I would like to get into your pantaloons. That is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. Come on. Yeah. Right right. Good evening, young Missy. Perhaps me and your pantaloons could be better acquainted at a later time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ultimate pickup line. Oh, I've got a bunch of boner boners, Gunt. I Whoa! can't even talk. Boners, goofs, and gaffs, Boners, which, which goofs was all the fucking like early slang for jokes, which nowadays means like pedophile erection and fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a, everything Things is so change. offensive. Everything is just so fucking yeah. offensive. Holy so yeah, fuck. so like those people, as they were in the recession going into the depression, it's like holy shit, shit's about to get worse. And obviously, a lot of people fucking struggled and suffered and, then and died. And like there was in the thirties, it wasn't so much suicide as it was starvation. Yeah, and overworking. And we're not even into the worst part of the recession. No, yet. think about how long. How long was that? 29 to 38, bro. Yeah. Nine fucking years. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, we, I don't even think we're even there yet. 
And uh, so Bloomberg shared an article uh, last week saying that the U.S. has 25 days of diesel flu. I heard that. I saw that. Yeah. Holy fuck. Now, I've seen that before, though. Do you remember when Bush was in Afghanistan? Yeah. And 9-11 was fresh. I'm talking 2002, three. Okay. Yeah. When we were fucking Iran, we were just blowing shit up. We were watching videos of, and there was just smoke on the fucking CNN. Everyone was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Really oh my God. Freedom is now in the air tonight. Like it was just a crazy time. But I remember then them talking about, oh yeah. So we blew up all these Balkan states and we have 30 days of fuel. Yeah. Oopsie well, daisy. Yeah. But nowadays, I mean, with the way uh, everything's trying to go, and uh, and do you believe the, 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 the NATO American fucking? Do you believe it? Yes, I do. And the reason being is that Biden has gone to Iran and Saudi Arabia, and they both said, <laughs> "Go screw yourself." Yeah, we're making because, more money because they even said, "Hey, can you at least just give us more fuel just for the month up to the midterms?" And they were like, "Yeah, we're not playing your not, political yeah, games." Yeah, they don't give a fuck about your elections. Yeah. Midterms, eh? That's yeah. what he's looking for. He wants to get his State of the Union. Yeah. He wants to sure he gets that. <laughs> I'm I'm having a small aneurysm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Mark told me I was going to get mad today yeah. when he started talking about all this shit. And it has been a week, man. We've been focused, like I said, we've been focused on Halloween. I've tried to turn off the world and watch Hocus Pocus and watch, by the way, the second one is fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm fucking with you, bro. Don't I've got don't waste time. Don't honestly watch the first one twice. Same is way better. Better experience. Better experience. Anyway, sorry. It's fuck. I'm with you. Watch the first one twice. I swear to God, it's a better experience. Um You know, I went to a Halloween haunt. I, yeah. I, I'm just trying not to focus on how fucked it is for, for the month because we number one, we were trying to keep the podcast a bit light. Yeah. You know, but then you know. My friends had to go and kill themselves, and my fucking life had to just get chaotic and nuts. And I have to talk about shit this week. So let's. This is this is scary stuff. So me and Mark are, are always on here trying not to scare people too much, but definitely keep you on your toes. Yeah. So here's where I get weirded out, though, Mark. A year and a half ago, like right before COVID, around November December of 2020, me and my friend Josh, who was the guy I lived with when I lived up in the north with the meth head guy who yeah. wrecked all my stuff. So me and Josh were like having pretty deep conversations about things getting bad. We were we saw the Ukraine war on the front. We saw the the COVID and the you know what the 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 when we had that problem with wood getting all the wood lumber that was a yeah. big issue for a while. We started we saw all that shit and we talked a lot. That was two years ago, almost three, and here we are still waiting for the ball to drop. Yeah. You know we're still like this is what blows my mind is just how many years, Mark, are we going to just pay our bills and just keep. With this inch forward, just scrape, just scraping. Oh, here I am. What month is it? Oh, it's November. Can I pay my rent? Can I pay my rent? Can I pay my rent? I got it. I can pay my rent. <laughs> All right. What about December? I'll worry about that when it gets here. It's not December yet. What yeah. about groceries? Oh, here I go. I think I have 50 bucks for groceries. 50 bucks enough? Not very much. $50 might get you milk and some butter and a pizza. With potatoes. <laughs> but that's all it's going to get you. <laughs> Fucking perfect. You know what I mean? Here we are struggling. Here we are. You know, how many more years of, are we going to have this conversation about what, what what's coming next? We were talking about 100,000 troops. Oh, yeah. This is yes, why yes, yes. I, this is why I think we're making the next step. This is why I think, as opposed to me and Josh going, "Well, what's going to happen next?" Uh, two, three years ago, I feel like we are getting a little closer to that that solar eclipse of fucking <laughs> of of the of all of the economy. You yeah. know what I mean? Where we just watch it slowly fade to black and go, "Wait a minute!" 
You know, best three <laughs> minutes of your life and then light on the other side. So what I'm trying to say is like how uh, I, I wish I want to be better at predicting politics. Yeah. And I just I'm, I feel like we're not as good. at I'm not good at predicting it, but I'm very good at analyzing it. When is this going to go? So how many troops do we have right now? The States has 545,000 troops, roughly. No, no, no. In its no. militia. In oh, its, okay. in its yeah, total yeah. militia. Sorry, militia. I'm, I'm, I'm used to the, <laughs> the third world words. In its military. A militia and a military. If you want to know the difference, uh, Google it. Don't be a bitch. Bottom line is, is that we need to become a militia because the military is going to be coming. Yeah. But either ways, but beyond that, the military is about half a million dudes and women, strong, capable, fucking people with bigger balls that are worth more than me. I I'm just saying right now, anybody that serves, yep. I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with the propaganda and the luring you in for the fucking free, uh, free, free education and all that shit. And the way they use you up and toss you to whatever country is politically great for their fucking midterms that month. Not saying I like that, but the people who are willing to go and, and do what they got to do to die so that we can sit on this podcast and talk shit the way we do. Yeah. They're not being honored with this government shit. And that's what, know. that's what pisses me off because they are the, the, the strongest and the greatest people of us. Yeah. They're the best of us. They are bottom fucking line. So, there's 100,000 of those so, half million so in back, Ukraine. Back in February, uh, President Biden said, our forces are not and will not be engaged in a conflict with Russia in Ukraine. He said that at a White House February news, news 2022. Conference. Yeah. He says, our forces are not going to Europe to fight in Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies and reassure those allies in the East. Right. Basically, we're just going to make sure our homies are okay. Yeah. So since then... They've now shipped 100,000 soldiers over into Ukraine. Okay, say a that number again, though. I'm sorry. 100,000. When you said that number to me in the car, I asked you to repeat it a number of fucking times, and then I <laughs> looked it up because I wasn't buying it. Yeah. Okay? So for you people who... I just want to give you some numbers, okay? Look up how many troops went to Afghanistan in 2003, 2005. Look how many troops went to Desert Storm in 1991. Look how many troops went to Vietnam and look how many troops went to Korea. And then look at that number. How fucking scared are you right now? Because that number is bigger than every one of those ones I just described. Yeah. There is more people, more American military on their way to the Ukraine right now or there already yep. than there has been in any of the wars I just described. Korea, yep. all of them. At, at a single time, mind you. I mean, if you want to get specific, we never sent 100,000 people to Korea at once. Yeah. Didn't have enough planes. Well, if we sent that many people to Vietnam, then heroin overdoses would have gotten out of control. <laughs> so I, I, I want to read this. This is from the, World, the World Socialist website, WSWS.org. Is, is this something we should be relying on? Is this reliable source <laughs> This material? month, the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division deployed to Europe for the first time since the Second World War as part of a major military buildup of NATO's front line along the borders of Ukraine I would, I would and beg you. I'm going to beg you to read that one more time. That exact sentence one more time. <laughs> Please, for me, for me. This month, the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division deployed to Europe for the first time. For the first time! Since the Second World War. Since as, the Second World War! As a part of a major military buildup of NATO's So this isn't line. new. This isn't like, oh, here we are, Desert Storm, Korea. They're nothing. All, everything I said, Vietnam, Korea, Desert Storm, Afghanistan, Iraq, 1986, all that shit. Never had the 101st deployed. Yeah. Never had the 101st deployed. NATO members are sending more ships, planes, and troops to NATO's eastern flank from the Baltic Sea in the north to the Black Sea in the south. Hmm. What other war did the Baltic Sea become a really great a transportation route? 
Let me think. <laughs> Just think in here for a second. Hmm. Who else loved the Baltic Sea? Was it Hitler? Was it Hitler? <laughs> it was. It was. It was Hitler. I forgot. Brigadier. But, but we're not. But we're not. We're not there yet. <laughs> Brigadier General John Lubis, noting that nearly five thousand troops from the hundred first Airborne had joined the more than one hundred thousand soldiers deployed in Europe, told CBS, "This is not a training deployment. This is a combat deployment for us. We understand. We need to be ready to fight tonight." Now, when they say now this, this is when you're going to tell me about this specific. Yes. So, so the funny thing is, Mm -hmm. the U.S. very funny shit going on. The U.S. hasn't officially declared war against Russia. Now, this is important. This is important. So. Because that's what a man with, let's be honest, okay, I don't mean to cut you off, but if Trump, I hate to say this because I know all you people hate his pussy grabbing attitude, but if Trump was the president, would there be a declaration? You're fucking right there would be, but this is the, so what we are doing is the leftist pussy way of war, which is? So they've sent these soldiers over there, and because there's no official declaration of war, they do not get the benefits of any soldier during an actual war conflict yes which means they get paid less they get paid less and they don't get the benefits so if they get injured on the job they're not going to get the same benefits in the hospital as they would through the military and and we're talking about america like as canadians it's easy for us to think about going overseas catching a bullet in the ankle which isn't a big deathly thing you probably get some surgery remove it probably have some i mean we're talking american soldiers here so they're probably going to accidentally shoot themselves a couple times (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, re- you know, there's rehab, you learn how to walk, blah, 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 blah. In a world war situation where war has been declared, that'd be covered immediately, no yeah. questions asked. Not the case. That yeah. ca- that soldier's going to go back and they're going to play the same game that they would normally play with. Well, was okay, this a you pre- owe us $152,000? Your deductible, Excuse me? yeah, your deductible <laughs> is X and the surgery is is Y. So yeah. here's the difference. Your difference is, is Z and you're like, I don't have fucking Z. I work for the military. I make $55,000 a year. They're like, well, that's not our problem. And now you're on the streets with the rest of them. Yeah. Would you like to move to the Ukraine? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I hear there's lots of holes to hide in. <laughs> like, it's, it's, anyway, so it's, it's, so it's, they've made it, that's disgusting to me. You know what I mean? Like, war is good for the economy. Everybody wins. If you don't declare war, but you send everybody over to do war-like things, what is it winning? Yeah. It's all the same parts of war. The dead people, the bombings, the news, the dark skies, the depression, the sadness, the evil, with none of the economic benefits. I mean, we we have to throw this out there. I'm sorry to yell, but fuck. Like, that's the point of the, that's the whole point of killing all these innocent fucking 18-year-old kids. That's the point. That's the whole, that's what justifies all of it. You ask anybody about history, they'll say, yeah, but the money, we saved, the, the world was done during the Second World War. We saved the planet by going to war with Germany. By building tanks and building arms. It was so good for every economy. You, you brought in jobs. It was it, it, it saved the world from the Great Depression of the 30s. The, the Second World War. Nobody will argue that. That's just a fact. Now, we've changed the gold reserve and all that shit since then. But the point is, you can't go to war without declaring it for the economic values. Yeah. It, it's like they're trying to just bankrupt themselves. Yeah, it just well, because they're trying to push towards that reset. I know, but the how do you make the reset happen when there's no money or people left to reset yeah. or, or pay for it? Like it's just it's. I'm sorry, Mark. I know I'm getting fucking out there with the with the with this episode, but I don't get the mentality. I just don't see the fucking 
ends justifying but, the means. So we have to bring up. I just see more dead 18-year-old kids. That's all I see. I mean, we have to bring up that uh, that Putin, once again, he, he You're going to have an 18-year-old in like a year. This is going to get very personal for you when they're trying to yeah. conscript that little bastard. So, so He's P not going to want to go. Putin. You're going to have to hide him. Had an African representative. I'll go for him. I'll take his ID. <laughs> I kind of look like an older version. I'll, 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 sh I'll shave real good, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm Parker. Yeah. I, I'll be in the military. I mean, and they'll be like, you're 18. I'll shave this. I'll be yeah. like, yeah, I'll go for him. Yeah. I will. You shave your goatee, and everybody's like, I'll take are, his are you old enough? I'll take it. <laughs> right? They're like, ah, I think we should check. Get a health card. I see this driver's license, but I'd like to see a health card. Like, fuck, they got me. Sorry, Mark, you gotta send them. Start giving them target practice in the backyard. So we we have to bring up that uh, Putin actually uh, sent uh, an, a representative uh, from Africa over yep, yep. to uh, Ukraine and and met with Zelensky. And in which who's case, Zelensky? We got to talk about all these. Well, I never, we know Zelensky. We is, do, but the people might. Yeah, know. Zelensky is the. How should I put this? He's I I, I guess to be nice. I guess we can say just the president of Ukraine, but I mean, like he's banished the opposition from uh, entering their parliamentary. So he's the building. socialist president so, yeah, of the so, Ukraine. Yeah. So okay, the, let's call him the socialist president yeah. of the Ukraine. I'm with okay. that. Okay. So the socialist president of the Ukraine, the man in charge of the country that is a nice stepping stone between war and Russia. That that is just a proxy for the U.S. A beautiful um, proxy. So. He met with this African American, uh, and no, not even American, just yeah, an just African. an African president of an African yeah. nation, and uh, and that African nation was and told. The, and this African, he said, he has a message from Putin, and he says, uh, I he wishes to extend peace and wants to talk uh, peace yeah. negotiations negotiations Once again. with you. So this is now the third time. Whereas uh and the first the, time it was the states that said, oh no, no, it was the UK. The UK said don't yeah. fucking talk and, with that. And now uh the Biden admin that's the same night that this was happening, the Biden admin said, Russia doesn't want to sit down and talk peace. It's, no, and they, this they is they the Bill C eleven shit. Yeah. We can see that both things happened. Right yeah. now we can see that Bill that it um that 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 the that this African president said I have a message from Putin and we can also see the states saying there is no uh, negotiations of peace and it is Putin's fault. We can see both sides yeah. of it. But you and I are scared when we can't see both and, sides. And, and Zelensky scared for that. Has, has literally come out and made it illegal to talk peace negotiations with Russia. So I don't know why he made it illegal. So this means like, okay, shit, shit's just going to get worse. I don't know. That's like, interesting. Yeah. So he's so you want to talk peace? Okay, well you're 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 going to fucking jail. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> like that. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, I mean, but we're not over so, there. We're not over no, there experiencing no. it the way they are. So, so his response was to this this African was, well, you can't destroy our infrastructure and then say you want to talk peace. In which case, Putin can say, well, you've been bombing the Donbass region for the past twelve years destroying the Donbass region, killing people and destroying buildings. And then you also blew up the bridge to Crimea. Yeah, that, that was a big one, though. And, and Yeah, but you could argue that was in response to the economic destruction. But that's what set off Russia blowing up all of their... What was it? They they said uh, the, the bombers. Grids. The power grids. They, yeah. they, they said, which is smart, because people still have water. They yeah. just don't have power. Yeah. So you've provided them with a way to drink and probably survive, but you have given them zero ways to communicate and 
come up with a, an effective um, retaliation. Yeah. That's war. That's how you fuck. That's so Putin read the art of war, and I guess we 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 uh, we just didn't show up to the library that day. Well, I mean, like, I don't understand there, there's how a, fucking stupid we are these days with this. There's an American general who's saying, "Wait till the winter months." I've heard this because, you when, keep saying, because yeah. if you take out the power grid and you wait till the winter months, they'll be done. They're vulnerable. They'll give up. They can't. They'll give up. They'll. they'll clear, anybody who's there will clear out, and anybody who's not there, who doesn't clear out, will be dead. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be a uh, picking off. It'll be shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like. And uh, and people who are like. Well, okay, so it came out in the news a while ago that, that Russia was struggling to get a military together because they were conscripting and all that. No, no, they, they have over three, they have over 300,000 soldiers. I was going to say, Russia's, Russia's got a million-man military ready to go. Yeah. If they've said that 300,000 are ready to go, yeah. I can assure you, you don't want to know about the ones that aren't ready to go. Yeah. Russia and China, This is I've said this for a long time. China, do you know in China... China. China. You know, and China. And China. Do you know in China it is illegal <laughs> by the time you're 19 years old not to have served six months to a year in the local military for basic, uh, for your basic I, training? I believe that. That's how it I, is. I believe if you're male. Yeah, obviously if you're male. Sorry. Yeah. I, maybe I wasn't being women and children only, right? <clears throat> right? <clears throat> I mean, I mean, quite often. I want the same rights as a man. <laughs> okay, we're going to conscript people. Oh, it's time to go to war. Wait a minute. Up. I don't want more. I don't want the same rights as a man anymore. Speaking of, I mean, we should point that out. In do, the U.S., you if, you're, this talk? if you're a trans Let's man. Let's talk about this. Yeah. If you're a trans up. man, if you're, if you're a woman who's converted to man. You will not be conscripted. But if you are a man who's, con- who's converted to a woman, you will be conscripted. It's a nice way of saying if you're trying to fucking say that you're trans to get out of conscription, it ain't going to work. <laughs> right? Oh. It's like, you- you're allowed to be. I just love it. I'm sorry. I just was Let's take a moment to just relish government. What was that character's name in MASH? There was a guy who just started cross-dressing thinking that he could get out of the army. Get out of the army. Oh, my did. God. Instead, he just walked around in it a dress. Has the... F- <laughs> Dude, you just... You've, you've just... I've just had an epiphany. The whole world has become an episode of MASH, dude. The whole fucking planet is an episode of a shitty 70s sitcom. Like, wow. You're, I remember that episode. Yeah. He wore a dress the whole fucking episode hoping that he'd get kicked out. And it was oh, a he, fucking joke. He, he did many episodes. Like, that was his character. He was trying to get I remember this shit, this. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that kind of... Anyways, but I, I think it's kind of cool, too, because... It's like you can be who you want to be, and we support you. You be a you want to be a woman. You be the strongest, most beautiful, sexy, extravagant woman on there. Hey, wait a minute! It's wartime. Give him back his dick. His name was Klinger in uh, in Mash. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Are they keeping the dicks in a jar <laughs> so that like when they could script you, they're like, "Here's your cock. It's time to go shoot people yeah. in the Ukraine." Thanks. You just strap it on, get on a plane, come back. <laughs> then you can go back to being like, well, Jesus Christ, as soon as you're back. Is that how that, like, fucking G. Like, I just think it's mind blowing. This is, this is what, this is why I think it's funny when all you people who think that there's tolerance. What do you mean you people? You people who think that tolerance exists. The people who think that the government actually cares if you're trans. You people who think that the government gives a fuck if you're, you know, of a certain gender or of a certain this or of a certain that and that you're going to get, like, they're like, oh no, we support you. We're with you. You can be whoever you want unless we're at war and then we're coming for you yeah. we remember you used to be a man like that's what they're saying yeah that's fucking 
fucking insane. Can you imagine making that like mentally? Like I'm talking about a real trans person, not one of these fake ass bitch trans people. And we know who they are. I'm talking about a real person that says, I'm not who I am. They go, they get the surgery and they've embraced it. And they are a woman now. And they've been a woman for many years now. Like it's, everybody knows this person as Ashley. That's Ashley. Ashley used to be Alex, but nobody remembers that. I was like 10 years ago now, 10 years you've been Ashley. And now the fucking conscription comes in and they're like, sorry, Ashley, here's your dick. It's time to go shoot. <laughs> Imagine the PTSD, though. Imagine your own inner turmoil of having to remember who you were and that's what's, that's what's got you back in there. Yeah. Imagine what that'll do to you on a personal toll level. This is what they want. And we, thi and we think that the suicides are going to go down. <laughs> How many trans people are going to fucking off themselves because of conscription? How many, like, you know, just the fact they've said if you're a trans woman, you still get conscripted. How many, as, as, a, as a man who did the trans thing, I'd be very upset with that. I would go, oh, so I guess I'm not as worth as much as if I was a man who did became a woman. And I'd fucking, you know what I mean? Like, how many people are just going to be like, I'm done, fine, you win. Like, it's like every day they say something else, hoping to set more of us off. Oh, he's gone, he's gone, she's gone, he's gone, he, she's gone, they are gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's if you don't see the division bell tolling, if you don't hear it, sorry, if you don't hear the division bell, you, you can't see it. That's the genius of this government, of the Canadian government, the American government, and Western society in general, and this NATO shit. Close your eyes and listen. The division bell is tolling. Are you going to fucking answer? Are you going to have everyone's back? Are we going to have each other's back and be supportive of each other? Why aren't we bitching about that trans shit? That's bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm not with that. And yeah. you know me. I'm very opinionated. I'm not... I would, I'm not saying opinionated, but I'd say the trans thing is a hot topic for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of rich white men do it for attention, and I think that's a big part of it. I think a big. I think there are definitely trans people, and I respect that need and 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 that people that are in that boat. But I think a lot of the the trans uh, fucking fad has, has people are hopping on. I think there's a lot of hopping on. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, it, I don't even. It was easier for Muhammad Ali to change his name. To, for, it was hard, easier for Caitlyn Jenner to become Caitlyn Jenner than it was for Muhammad Ali to yeah. stop being cash. I don't client. even think it's just hopping on. I think it's part of the indoctrination. I'm with. Okay, I'll give you. A, yep. Yeah. I I agree with that. That makes a lot more sense. But it just blows my mind how quickly they're willing to forget who you are, regardless of when, of of it when it comes to war. Yeah. It's all fun and games in peacetime, but when shit hits the fan, it's like fuck you guys. Yeah. It's like here's the reality. Oh wait, what you wanted? It's to, like you it's, wanted a reality check. It's kind of like Tom says. Like Tom's a very, I believe in two genders. You just added the rest. I get a little confused when a guy has a beard and some breasts. Yeah. You know, Tom is very linear with that, and I and I'm not really. I love Tom. Tom's my boy. I'm not with it. I'm not. I'm not on his. There's two. I get that there is a group of people in the world right now that are very confused about where they stand, and yeah. that maybe a change is needed. I've seen it. I've seen people go from A to B and become an amazing person as B. And, I, and that's what I want. The problem is, is it's getting conscrewed into politics right. and bullshit. And I don't like that. I think the, the first time that uh, my oldest came up to me and, and I'd mentioned like, oh, like it's, it's this or that man or woman. And he said, there are more than two genders. I was like, uh, excuse you? <laughs> like again, if if you want to be trans, technically they're not. If you want to be trans, because it's not you, a gender, but it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a life change. Yeah, but if if you want to be trans, and uh, and you just feel that you are a man in a woman's body, so you make the change. Okay, go for it. But again, that's that that's still woman and man. You're not wrong. My issue comes. Not when it comes to the physical stuff. It's just when it comes to, like, paperwork. Like, I, I think a lot of it 
is just for paperwork. Because yeah. as a person who's made the change, that section of paperwork, the male-female section, it's it's emotional. It's hard. Yeah. And that's all they're catering to. And I think that's all that should be catered. Like you said, if you're if you're a person that wants to do the change, they should do it. They should embrace it. But the fact the military doesn't give a shit yeah. it says a lot. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on the trans community. I'm just saying the trans community needs to check itself. Yeah. It needs to sit back and go, okay, so we're a group of people that exist and our values and beliefs as an opposite gender of what we were born as is validated until there's war. So that just shows how seriously they're taking you, trans people. Yeah. How fucking serious is it? Not serious enough for war to change it. Or conscription, all of a sudden you're just another dude. Here's your dick back. Go shoot a gun. I don't like that. That's <laughs> fucked up. I am just as pissed off about that as I am about anything else related to this war. As I am that my friends are killing themselves because there's no fucking groceries out there we can afford. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just as pissed about all of it. So, yeah. uh, we're, the reason we're talking about this is because that trans is a hot topic. The yeah. war thing is a hot topic. But the fact that conscription is on the table. This time next year, I mean, right now, it's probably just something to talk about week to week. But this time next year, it'll be serious. Yeah. It'll be fucking serious. And. I, and I mean, one thing to, to think about uh, the amount of times that Putin has come out to say, hey, let's talk peace. Let's talk peace. Let's Five talk or six peace. now. Yeah. We had a, we had the UK kibosh it. We had Biden kibosh uh, it. Yeah. And this is our I, the third one I know of personally of kibosh by, um, well, through Africa. Yeah. Where, and he said, no, I've made it illegal. Yeah. So that's three attempts I know of just in the last three months. It's yep. like an attempt a month. It's like what? It's like on the first of every month, Putin's like, oh, maybe I'll send him a ceasefire and some peace and see what happens. Maybe next time, try a fruit basket. Right? Maybe Who they're sending like the a good fruit basket. They're sending the wrong fruit. Yeah. With the mini muffins. And the every time. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to do a horrible Ukraine accent. Every time, comrade Putin sends fruit basket, all he sends is beets and fucking apples. It's just beets and apples and dark chocolate. We don't like any of these things. Fucking no peace. Peace is illegal. Until he sends a fucking orange or blueberry, we are not having peace. Maybe it's the fruit basket. Or the chocolate covered or the orange flavored chocolate that you bang. <laughs> bang, bang. Smash, smash. So good. Just like Putin head. Oh, I love it. I love it, right? That would be bad. They, uh, they send chocolate orange. Peace negotiations. Yes. Boom, boom. Oh, it's so good. It's so... Mm. Oh, I taste the orange. You taste the orange? I taste the orange. It's so I good. I taste at peace. I taste at peace. Peacefulness is in my mouth. Let us call him. Comrade Putin, come over. Eat orange with yeah. us. Drink vodka. But celebrate. maybe when we call him, we star 6 9 <laughs> God, you're funny. Fuck you, man. Every time I think I'm funny, you say something. I'm like, yeah, he's funnier. He's funnier. That's fucking good. So, uh, just in the last few minutes, I do want to go over my notes. Uh, yeah, so, have at her, have at so her. I mentioned uh, the the shit that's going on with Alex Jones and Infowars, but the reason why I want to bring up Alex Jones again uh, is. Uh, my explanation be behind how uh, I kind of got behind this guy a little, uh, a little bit. So when I was pro NDP and a liberal backburner, meaning so long as conservatives didn't get in, we'll be okay. I looked at Alex Jones, Alex Jones, not just as a conspiracy theorist, but if you ever see any of his angry rants where he, his grovelly voice is even louder with more of a roar to it, and he sounds like a psychopath. 
It's just so hard to believe. But something happens when you catch the liberals in a lie, and I don't mean a conservative calling them out. I mean, personally, an example, when you see Justin, Justin Inflation Trudeau say he's going to get indigenous... Isn't that illegal to say? <laughs> in Parliament. When you say he's... Uh, when you see he's going to get indigenous communities fresh drinking water and four years later he hasn't and then uh, okay i think he got seven communities drinking water which is what he claimed when he last campaigned in 2020 he was called out on it only got seven communities yeah clean pierre i think water. it was pierre that was shitting on him over it i remember seeing footage when there are dozens of communities that need it and he's giving our money away to the world for their man-created crisis. You have to call bullshit. Drinking water isn't just to quench your thirst. It's basic survival. So, yeah, when you catch people in lies like that, it makes you want to turn elsewhere. And then it gets to the point, as long as liberals aren't in, we're good. Then when you vote against liberals, you get attacked and ostracized. I saw it from my friends, and even uh, my girlfriend doesn't care about politics. Well, the world is headed to hell in a handbasket because of the corrupt. You good should, call. You should care a little. As I said during COVID, we literally argued about conspiracy theories that were all true. Every single it's hard. one it's of It's hard them. to look at people like yeah. friends of mine that were like, you should just shut up and get yeah. it. Why do you think you're so fucking good that you shouldn't <laughs> just go get it? You know what? If you just got it, then the rest of us wouldn't have to yeah. deal with all this bullshit and we'd be allowed to leave the house. <laughs> right? Right? So, where are you now? Yes. You fucking morons. You know where you are now? You're preaching my body, my choice because they want to take your uterus from you, you <laughs> dumb cunts. Okay, I'm done. I'm so, done. I'm so done. I was, I'm done. I'm done. So I, I literally became depressed because all of those conspiracy theories turning out to be true. I couldn't say goodbye to my aunt in the hospital because of all the bullshit. So it makes... So Everybody's makes, got that COVID story of somebody who passed that they didn't get to give a proper goodbye to or have a funeral for it. Yeah. Everyone, and maybe multiple people. Yeah. So I'm not saying everything is right. I'm not saying Alex Jones is... is a prophet, he's quite accurate with a lot of his predictions because of his sources, but he's not always right. And when he's wrong, he can admit it. He's openly corrected the record when wrong and apologized, but he's got a platform certain people want to silence him. Every time anybody talks about misinformation, consider the source. Is it talk show hosts? They spew out more misinformation than those on podcasts. Is it the media or news? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Misinformation on podcasts when? <laughs> not this one <laughs> this, yeah. google fucking anything i swear to god it's all yeah. fact well we Unless know we say it's our opinion it's yeah. fact. well we know where they stand they need to not exist anymore because they play partisan politics is it the government remember look up partisan politics that's an easy thing to say that yeah. a lot of people who are general joe blows don't understand what it means look yeah. up partisan politics and what it means please it's it's, it's a very uh capable tactic yeah. in politics and it's easy it's a wool over your eyes situation yeah so remember they try to get you to believe them uh to ostracize groups of people danielle smith the new ucp premier of alberta spoke to the media in province calling out the discrimination of the unvaccinated for the past two years saying they were more discriminated against i love than, those videos than anyone based on people, race some or gender people, some people have said it's almost on the like it's literally like the jews are here and the unvaccinated are just underneath. <laughs> literally just underneath. Yeah. Short of being chased through the desert for a thousand years, the vaccinated are the most yeah. are the most persecuted people in the world right so, now. So the media was having a field day with that, but I'm reading comments of people saying she's right, and everyone should damn well know she's right. We couldn't enter businesses because the vaccine status. Meanwhile, the science is out on the vaccine. It didn't prevent transmission, and people with the vaccine still got sick and 
before, those people say, yeah, but their symptoms were less severe. There's an argument that they spread it faster. Go back into our episode catalog. We reported the number of Ontario hospitalizations. The number of vaccinated were higher than non-vaccinated in the hospitals. That was our for favorite many number. Months. How many months did we rhyme that number off and just go, <laughs> can you argue? Yeah. People in the hospital vaccinated. We, we 7,866 people in the hospital not vaccinated. 1,054. We went by the official numbers of the Ontario government website. And since then, they have taken all, all statistics those numbers down. down. You can't find anything out anymore. So trying to call out the lies. I wonder why. Just why? <laughs> so trying to call out the lies gets you canceled. Fighting for your own being as a person will get, get you, you arrested. This is the world we're living in. Kanye being interviewed said Kim Kardashian was close with the Clintons and Hillary would often tell the Clintons with a Q. <laughs> sorry. No, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. And Hillary would often tell Kim to get her husband to more or less preach to get vaccinated. Ah. The person known for suiciding others is telling a rapper to boast about the vaccine. He openly supported Trump and was ostracized for it. There's a YouTuber named Gothics, a black woman who was a former Democrat. Once she fought past the lies, she was ostracized and insulted. Tulsi Gabbard, the former politician running for president in the Democratic Party. This is a great one. She was the true definition of a Democrat because she wasn't far left. Nope. She was a she true was liberal. She was close to the center, True level-headed, former soldier, great at critical thinking. I used to say she was my favorite candidate for president. I believe I voiced that in, in an earlier episode of this podcast. 100%. She left the Democrat, Democrat Party because of how extreme they are. I'm not saying Republicans are angels. There are many Fuck no. There we're are many not, we're not saying that. Same with conservatives in Canada. O'Toole was a conservative in a red coat. So was and Jean Charest. And Sheer is a fucking puppet idiot. Yeah. We all know about that. That's why Polly Every gives us so much hope because I feel the corruption is minimalistic. Yeah. And another conservative member recently quit the party when Pierre got elected, then said he was running as a conservative for Mississauga. Anyone who isn't on board with trying to lower inflation by getting rid of some government programs for a while probably needs to go sit in the corner. I know we need more programs, but we need to lower our deficit first. I know how about we open up the energy sector. Start importing and exporting our oil and gas while using it ourselves. Get our economy back on track. I know saying something like that means I should be shot by an illegal handgun, according to a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and another strain of Omicron is making its way around Europe and the U.S. And I'm sure it's here too. Omicron XBB is out. XBB. And while the current vaccine... You're my XBB. And while the current <laughs> vaccines have only been tested in eight mice for the AB strain, media outlets are saying the vaccine works for XBB, new strain. No scientific data, but hey, go get your shot. Right. I, I mentioned tested in eight mice. Do it. How about a million guinea pigs slash sheep? Go for it. I say in eight years, 2030, we'll have an entire book of Omicron variants. You could call it. They're going to have a textbook of you could call just, it, just called COVID-19. No, no, no. no, and no, no, it's no. Friends. It has to be called the Necro-Omicron. The Necro-Omicron? I'm with it. <laughs> I think it should just be called COVID-19 <laughs> and friends. And it's just a whole textbook of all the shit. We just have to remember to send this evil back from whence it came. Say the three magic words. Klaatu, Vrata, Necktie, Nickel, Necto. I don't know, bro. I don't speak Latin, brother. <laughs> just in time for midterms in the U.S. as well. State of emergency being called already, but the number of people who have it is low. Matthew Good is on record as saying... Ooh, my boy, my boy, my uh, man. Hang on a second. He won't be after this. Oh, He's on saying at one of his concerts, 
it's, it's on video. Uh-huh. He wants to fly the unvaccinated to Congo and have 14-year-olds with AKs kill them. Some people actually cheered at this thought. Interesting. Yeah. Let's be real, though. I've said this once. I've said it a million times. Celebrities in general aren't of the... They don't, they don't get it. Yeah. Because they're, they live in a world surrounded by this propaganda. They don't... They're not at, you know what I mean? Like they can't leave their house and not be greeted by a person who knows them. So they're easily influenced by this shit. So I I can't stop listening to Matthew Good because of that. I just know that his bipolar ass doesn't mean it. Because if he had a, you know what I mean? If he he knew what I knew, you know, they don't know what we know because they live in that bubble, that celebrity bubble that they're never, it, it is just as important for the government to keep people like Matt and Robert De Niro and Eminem in a fucking bubble so that when they go to an award show, they shit on the unvaccinated. Yeah. It is part of the fucking, it's part of it. It's part of keeping us down and ridiculing us and making us feel shitty. Yep. It is part of it. Thank you, Matt, for contributing to being part of the problem, you dumb fuck. <laughs> so there was a dirty bomb that Ukraine has made. Okay, so they had one before. Russia took over the area where it was made, and then they made another one. Russian leaders publicly called this out, and the media in the West tried to point the finger at Russia, as in they're the ones that created it. Then the Russian politics came, uh, politicians came out to say, look, no matter what the West is trying to accuse us of, the fact of the matter is there's still a dirty bomb, and we want it dealt with. They were calling them the IAEA, the, the fucking... The U- Too many acronyms. Yeah, they're the fucking uh, UN's fucking nuclear shit. Okay, the UN yeah. nuclear people. Makes sense. Yeah. So or the- maybe we should say nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> so the West has acknowledged it, but what Russia wants the UN nuclear investigation group to deal with it. So if they if they're actually accusing Russia that that it's Russian, Russia's like, I'll no, tell we, you right we now, that's one thing of. Russia hasn't talked about it during this entire conflict is nukes because yeah. that's a bad, that's a, that's a big, that's a bad. Okay, so. You notice how much people would talk about Russian nukes before all this? And then once it actually was a, a legitimate scary factor that Russia might be mad and like throwing their military around at the world. They still didn't. Uh, there was the no word. jokes about the Russian nukes now. There's no jokes about how many they have yeah. or where they're hiding them or which ones they stole during the 1991 Afghanistan raids or which one they stole from Iran in 1996 or which ones they stole from the fucking Scandinavians in fucking ni- uh, 1987. Yeah. There's no talk about that. Yeah. We don't want to doubt those jokes aren't funny anymore, Mark, because I swear to fucking God, those nukes could end us so, any day. So NATO is fully aware and doesn't think that you uh that you, russia you, will use nukes they, they're fully aware they're like there's no way that they would use nukes i'm with i believe that however though. you can't however Zelensky says how about we just nuke them before they nuke us like see and it's like oh okay so you want to put the deaths of millions on your hands in an attempt for preventative measures like I'm okay you, you're bro, maybe you should start watching handmaid's tale because it looks like we're on our way there there's like a huge section the states <laughs> is basically like new- on and on in the background that's just what i'm gonna do <laughs> there's basically new york and california and just nuclear waste in the middle that's yeah. the handmaid's tale i'm like we're on our way also finland finished their investigation on the pipelines and that's all we're gonna hear about it is that <laughs> is that they finished they finished their investigation no results you know why because it's like that old phrase no response is still a response uh-huh. Because the fingers pointed, <laughs> the fingers pointed, or at the U.S. and the U.K. So they're not going to come out and say they did it. They no, did, it's no. like there is just like, oh yeah, did you complete your investigation? Uh huh. We did, and we were successful in completion. Yes. <laughs> did you figure out who did it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In uh, in Canada, four lawsuits consolidated into one, which included Max and Bernier of the PBC. 
Uh, oh, but, fuck but, yes! But, Talk to me about this. I didn't know about this. But they were all rejected by the federal court. These lawsuits, which were against the vaccine uh, mandate travel restrictions, were considered moot since the mandates have been dropped. Now, it was a charter challenge lawsuit in right, regards to- Right, because we're supposed to, to forget what they've done. Exactly. It was a charter challenge lawsuit in, in regard to the Charter of Canadian Rights being broken, which we know they were, but since the mandates are dropped- you. You can't hold it's those. Like, oh, we gave money. you your rights back, though. So stop complaining. Exactly. That. That's it. That's for how long? Fucking stupid. Until C eleven kicks in. And, and that's that's what drives me crazy. That the liberals doing illegal shit, not being held accountable for each and every single ethics violation from Trudeau to liberals enforcing their unconstitutional mandates, fucking over small businesses, Just and taking away the rights of every person who didn't get an experimental poke. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. And if anybody is still listening to this rant, because I know I'm just going, just oh, know you're going good, bud. Just know all of the science the government claimed to have followed wasn't actual science. Every single person that has been asked who approved this has given a not me response. Yeah. Showing it's politically driven. Very. And it's an, and the sad part is it's an elite few. I'm talking 20. 20 people got in a room and said we're going to fuck everybody. Like yeah. it, the numbers are so small of who has control over your body. Yeah, it would scare the shit out of you. Yeah, oh, I like your no. This is a good rant. This guy. We, and let's. I want everyone to keep in mind that we're local news. The Oshawa mayoral election. I'm not I haven't even talked about it yet. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for next week okay. because it was so fucked up and corrupt. I'm not even gonna get into it. But like, we're gonna talk next week about local corrupt politics. Hope you enjoyed this week's talk yeah. of worldwide corrupt politics. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything the, else? Well, Any more? The, the last thing that I have isn't isn't. Uh, politically driven at all so after black adam hit theaters there was a post-credit scene that the rock just openly spoiled and he, he openly spoiled it because he was so excited at it that it, it had superman come back yeah it had henry cavill and henry cavill came out and i say cavill and henry cavill came out i and, say cavill and openly announced his return of superman so Yay! that's so that's great but that means The Witcher, which you didn't watch, but I love I'm going to watch it now. But, but I watched and enjoyed The Witcher. Two seasons so far. Uh, two seasons are out. The the third one's finishing filming. and So he's going straight into filming after this. I probably finish and go right to contracts. Yeah. And the fourth one uh, now has a new Witcher, and it's Thor's brother, Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth? He's yeah. a shitty actor. I don't like him. Sorry. <laughs> I like the Hemsworths, and I think that Chris is great, but I don't like Liam. I never liked Liam. He's not going to have the same oomph. As uh, Cavill did for any of the sword fights, Hundo, like Hundo P, the choreography for the sword fights in The Witcher were just amazing. Hen uh, let's be real, like I, I'm not trying to have a bromance here, but Henry Cavill is is an amazing actor, human being, and and physically fucking <laughs> like I'm, I'm. I just picture if you I looked like him, do you have any idea the pussy I would slay? <laughs> I, I would just put my hand out and be like, all of you fall to your knees. And, ah! I just, I just with you saying like what I, I say do. Cavill, and then I think of like the first episode where I'm like, and with me is Alex Cabet. And you're like, or call it. Old school. Throwback. Cabet. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That's the end of episode 51. There was just so much. There's got to be the end there, of it. There was just so much. It's just, so, come back next week for more chaos. Oh, for sure. Because the chaos so, never fucking ends. There there was all this, all this shit that was just piling up, piling up, piling up, because we were doing Halloween, and we wanted to try to keep... 
politics to a minimum. Ten minutes at the end of yeah. the episode. So, so we did at the and end of the episode. this is what happens! And so this one was all like, okay, we're in a shit show, shit show, shit show. This is like when you're show. at work all day with bad diarrhea, but you don't go. Yeah. You just squeeze harder. You're like, yeah. oh, I can feel it. And then you get home and you're just like, oh! <laughs> you, get, you get home and like, you don't even get <laughs> sitting down. It comes out and it hits like the back of the seat. Oh, <laughs> man. <stuff>. Just, just <laughs> the what motion this, of a the- a fucking gas station just restroom? The, just the motion of pants down. Just with potatoes. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Episode 51 is over. Alrighty, buddy. Remember to go to www.theshotpod.com with a zero. That's right. And check us out on Google. We're on iHeartRadio. Apple. Spotify. That's right. Amazon. We're also on YouTube. Stitcher. Like and subscribe on YouTube. We really appreciate that. YouTube's a big one for us. Big, 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 big. And Rumble. We like Rumble, too. But last but not least, Facebook, Instagram. That's right. With potatoes.